Hello, and welcome to Hard at Play, Roommates Gaming's bi-weekly video game podcast. I'm your host, Justin. This is Josh. We have our guest this week, Mr. Truesdale's joining us to talk. We're happy to have you here, buddy. Hello. And ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> our champion, three golds, two bronze, the absolute legend this week, Mr. Eric. Let's go. And now that's over. <laughs> Uh, and we don't, questionable don't. legitimacy. It's not yeah. questionable. <laughs> I was cleared. No, we're, no. we haven't. Nah, we, we, haven't we haven't yet. taken the test yeah. yet. It's a very rigorous testing yeah. process you have to go through. It was absolutely doping. You might be banned from next next uh, <laughs> your season. own spring circuit. <laughs> <laughs> next season's competition. Your own spring circuit. Um, but yeah, all that silliness aside, welcome. We're glad you're here to join us this week. We look forward to it. Uh, you're, of course, in our Discord. You jump in and conversate with us and throw some topics around. One of which we're going to be discussing today because I think you threw this at us a couple yeah. of weeks ago. Yeah. Somebody did. Uh, so, we always say that we're going to give you credit when you give us a topic. And so that was my half-ass way of giving you credit. <laughs> All right. Thank you. <laughs> uh, before we get started with everything, we do have a good show. We're looking forward to it. We're going to go over some updates from things that happened since last week. Um, I'm going to talk about a GDC survey that went out that I found out about yesterday, but I think is really, really cool. Uh, and then we are going to talk about Truesdale's topic for us, ga- uh, gimmicks and, ga- and generations, like things that come up that uh, you see brands do with their consoles and what we hope to see next year, what we think made a difference this year, and what we want to see go away. Uh, so, real quick. Before we get into all that, just a couple of housekeeping items. Uh, we do not have a Let's Play video this week. We won't have one this next Monday, but that's just because we're all exhausted from <laughs> Eric mopping the floor with us in the Winter Olympic Games. And it was a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, I placed second. I just want to throw that out there. That was really cool. And Josh was third. Cameron and I both times. Cam- well, yeah, we said the gold overruled the... That's yeah, true, yeah. yeah, so I'm giving it to you. But shout out to Cameron for, you know, whatever. Um, <laughs> so uh, you should go check that out. I think Josh is going to be putting up the video if we can. Um, that was over on Twitch. Check out our other stuff, though, on YouTube. And, of course, follow our Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all those good things. And if you'd rather listen to this show than watch it live, of course, we're on all audio podcasts services uh, based off of Anchor. We're on Google Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, all that good stuff. Pretty much everywhere because we have no shame. Nope. All right. So, real quick, let's talk about last week, guys. Because, or not last week, but the last show. Because... We had talked about some things that got delayed and some things that would make us mad if they got delayed. Well, one of us talked about some things that would make us mad. Yeah. Yeah. And I wonder who that was. And then they got delayed. Yeah, they so sure did. So Cyberpunk 2077 is now pushed back to September from April. It sure is. September 17th yep. from April 20th, right? It was a long time to wait, but... I heard of, April 3rd or whatever it was. I, I haven't heard about a manhunt being launched yet. <laughs> I haven't either, but I mean, man... That's five months. That's five months, Josh. Yep. Five months. Is that's not gonna, four months. Is it going to be an intense murder spree? <laughs> that's that's a lot of time. <laughs> that's that's almost next gen. I, hey, if it goes next gen, that's fine. Also, the it's 
it's the console's fault that they have to get delayed. Yep. I mean, yeah. that's true. Like yeah. they were like, "Where well, it's not optimized yet for the," but you know, optimization really doesn't mean console. To be fair, everything. But before yeah. a game comes out, that's all they're working on is optimizing yeah, for console. Exactly. So it's not yes. really special. Yeah. For, uh, anyway, <laughs> the the last the, the last drive before you go gold. That's the entire point of yeah. your work is getting it on console. Because yeah. before that, it was a PC game. So just <laughs> give it to me on PC, and then the console peasants can have it afterwards. <laughs> just oh, put it on the next I literally gen. built my new PC for this game. Yeah. Now I'm waiting till September. My the, PC will be old by then. There's a lot of people that did. They're like, I think, goddamn, 3080 is going to be out by the time. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's it's a huge delay. It's unfortunate to see. hate to see it happen. hate to see it happen. But, you know, I, I think... Uh, Give them the time to polish it because CD Projekt Red is one of those studios like they know what they're doing. You know what I mean? Uh, can't really complain about much in The Witcher Three. Yeah. You can make that game a potato, but out of the box, it's not. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't mind too much. That I mean, like we we talked about it before. You know, take your time. Don't rush the product because I'd rather have like a finished product that's good than a rush mess. So. Right. Yeah, and that's it. Was mainly a joke. I'm not going to kill too many people, but you know. <laughs> But there is a penance to be paid. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, there is a price to be paid. I also want to note that uh, I believe me and you discussed it in the Discord like the day before it was delayed, me saying <laughs> it's going to get delayed. Yep, and yep. There it is. So <laughs> watch your back. Hey, yep. you watch it because I'll delay Neo. I'll delay Neo too. <laughs> Apparently, hey now, so. hold on. I hey got now. Some. Somebody must say something about Iron Man VR too because as important as that game is, it got delayed. Um, Everything was delayed. I know, like. Uh, Everything got delayed, and the Smash update was less than great. <laughs> um, Eric might slightly... He glared I sli- at me I, over sli- there. I, didn't, I didn't glare. I, was, <laughs> I uh, didn't want I the just, ninth is the eighth. Fire Emblem I character? I don't care that it's a Fire Emblem character. I care that she looks... They look fun to play. Okay, so I do, I do appreciate that, you know, it's not just like a straight-up bland-ass character... It's a multi. It's a multi-faced character, like multiple weapons, multiple. Mm-hmm. Like it's a tactile move set. I think that's pretty cool. But as as we had discussed, <laughs> you know, I am very straightforward, a fan of fan service. Like, just give me what people want. Like, I want, I want a character that I'm familiar with, and I'm I am not familiar with Byleth because I haven't played Three Houses, but. I'm one of those people like it's another damn Fire Emblem character. You know, you had <laughs> that's the problem to when, choose from. when it's a staple of Nintendo products and they make a new one every like year and a half. Yeah, well, well, true. It's an endless, it's an endless <clears throat> bucket of content. Yeah, I, I mean, it's a first party thing. But then, if you think, I, I would have rather had Linkle. Like, if you're gonna think about Linkle, like, would have been a really cool Linkle would have been dope. Linkle, yeah, yeah Linkle's uh, pretty would have uh, been a pretty cool idea. Yeah. Um, if you think about like Nintendo first party ideas that they're sitting on, and I understand Fire Emblem was a huge launch and Sakurai was really excited about it. And he's very selfish in the way that he does this. He doesn't care about his fans and the people that pay money for this. He wants the Uh, characters he wants. Exactly. And that is entirely his deal. Like, I mean, if he's, because he's being forced to make these games. He wanted clearly to stop. by everything he, yeah. he says. He wanted to stop at Melee. Yeah, every, he didn't want to make another game after that. This. Every so, Smash Direct has been a cry for help. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> where he's like, "Please let me rest." Except, except for this one, like the one that announced Byleth, he was actually pretty relaxed. And really? it, yeah, he, even that one at the very end, he's like, "He's like, okay, I made this one." 
<laughs> Please let yeah, me rest yeah. now. Yeah. I guess I'm not because I got Get 11 more. For fighter pack two. <laughs> yeah. Six more characters to make. Yep. God damn it. Like Nintendo's like, you want a salary? Just keep fucking doing what you're doing. <laughs> it's Japan. You can sleep at your desk. It's not a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, I think, I think Violet would be cool. I can't, I'm interested in playing with him. Her, whichever, yeah, yeah, they. I don't know why I said it. They, it, it. Wow. <laughs> well, it is. It is a fictional object in a game. True. It doesn't technically have a gender. That is it's true. Just ones and zeros. That is true. You're being offensive right now. I know. Yeah, you don't know what that one. <laughs> those ones and zeros could identify as. Okay. Okay. Let's let's yeah. get off this topic. We're not, yeah, we're not going to dive any further into that. Um. So yeah, that'll be cool. Cuphead is also a Me Fighter costume, and I think that is straight up awesome. Yeah, that's, that's going to be really interesting. That was probably my favorite part of that announcement, and it'll actually make me buy this update. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think Cuphead would have been a, another straight a good just character. character yeah. yeah, I do understand not not creating a full character there and just giving it the costume though, because you have shooters. Yeah, and the idea that that this outfit doesn't use an actual gun; it uses the finger. Yeah. That's pretty good. That's good enough. Like that's all they needed to do. You know yeah. what I mean? Uh, it would have been cool to have like Cuphead, but with the different trick shots. Like yeah. so, you have some that curve back and the boomerangs yeah. or whatever. But yeah, I think the I think the way they actually introduced that is really cool. They didn't have to do it, but again, I'm here for fan service. <laughs> uh, so that is our update from last week. The first thing that I want to talk about today, guys, is a major topic is this this uh, GDC survey. If you guys didn't hear about this, um, every year at GDC, there is a state of the industry survey that goes out to developers and things like that that are present and participating. And it basically asks them, hey, what are you working on? Right? And of the developers that were surveyed, 11% of projects are for PS5. 9% of projects are for Series X. And there are overlaps. So some of those 9% count to the 11, some of the 11 count to the 9. Uh, 56% of projects are for PC, 39% are for mobile, and also 32% are for VR, or I'm sorry, AR, and 25% for VR. Both of those numbers are up from last year. And a lot of people think VR is dying, but it was 19% last year. VR is, I guess, gaining ground, especially with the release of the new vibes and things like that. Um, but of course, the numbers that we'd want to talk about here are the two lowest. But <laughs> you got to admit, if you average those out to 10%, I don't want to talk about the difference between Xbox is slightly lower and PlayStation is slightly higher. That doesn't matter to me, right? But 10% of games that are in development are for a next generation console as of this point. And we're still seven or eight months away from a release, at least a couple months away from an announcement. So, well, we've seen the Series X, but that's a pretty big chunk of what you could imagine is, is being designed and produced right now, right? And also, none of those are first party. Hmm. Those are all third party developers. Hmm. That's a pretty big number <laughs> if you think about that. If, um, the, the point that I wanted to, to bring to the table and talk about and hear everybody's take on is you got to imagine that every first-party studio for Sony, every first-party studio for Nintendo, and for Microsoft, well, Nintendo, of course, would be second-party, but they're working on 
things for that platform, right? That new platform. Um, so of all these third-party developers, you, we can pretty much count on Call of Duty and all the Ubisoft projects that we know got delayed and stuff like that. But uh, what do you guys think? Uh, what do you guys think we might be seeing there? Uh, honestly, I'm not sure. Like this new like console generation kind of like not, the words I'm trying to find are not coming to my brain right now but um Eric. <laughs> they, don't, they don't feel like as exciting as like maybe like the 362 well they're being Eric. so secretive right now yeah, about everything yeah. everything's like, very secretive yeah. everybody like, expects next month is PlayStation's reveal mm-hmm. and they haven't sent out press passes or anything to anyone yeah, so like the the only things we have to like look forward to are obviously all of the events that are coming, but like granted it's just the beginning of the year. And yeah. we're still in January. Yep. Um there's still a whole, you know, year to go until those consoles are supposed to come out. Um and of course things are gonna get announced around E three and um Gamescom and stuff like that, but I can't really think of anything that those third-party titles could be working on unless, like, honestly, I really feel like these new consoles are going to have a lot of crossover. Yes, I feel absolutely. like that's where a lot of their early product is going to come from. Early games are going to be from games that are going to be coming out on both consoles at the same time. Um, like, I still feel like CD Projekt Red, like is going to put Cyberpunk on PlayStation 5 and Series X. Um, I feel like that was probably maybe one, or it may be not right away, but it'll probably be within like next year. Like like the GTA 5 deal? Yeah. yeah. Like GTA, GTA came out and GTA 5 came out and then like the next year it was out on the new consoles and then a year later it was on PC. Yeah, it's, um, it's too small a window for them not to aim for that. Yeah, yeah. especially after you know <clears throat> pushing it back. Plus, mm-hmm. PlayStation Four has a hundred million consoles. They're not gonna, they're not gonna abandon. Nobody's gonna abandon this generation anytime soon. Yeah. Right? It's so, so weird that they're to... ready to announce new consoles when like, I feel like they're still going strong. Like, Playstations are still being sold like by the handful. Yeah. So. It just seems weird that this year, like, why not wait till like next year or something like that? But I think like this this drive for consoles, um, it's going to be interesting to see realistically because we've always seen like we want to see those graphic improvements. We want to see those graphic improvements. We're getting to the end of that road because we already we've already seen games on current gen that had to dial it back a little bit because even ESRB would be like that's too realistic for what you want to do. So you got to have some sort of artistic direction with it instead of real life direction. With that being said, process speed, ray tracing, things like that. That's what, those are the implementations that I expect us to see next generation. And that's where you could have less overlap. But then again, there are settings you can turn off and settings you can turn on. There are PlayStation four games that you can play on standard that you can play on pro, but there are different settings for that. Um, and the Xbox Series X is the same way, right? Mm-hmm. Or not the Series X, I'm sorry. The, uh, the one. The, the one, yeah, the Xbox One X. Um, it's got upscale options. Now, if both of these new platforms are backwards compatible, then 
you know, I can play Cyberpunk on my PS5 on launch day, but it won't be optimized for that console, yeah. right? And that's where, you know, people like me, people like you, we're going to buy the same fucking game twice. Yep. Just like we're doing with Persona. Yep. <laughs> like, like hey, gonna, Royal is different. Yeah, <laughs> Royal's different. Um, and you can you can pretty much expect, uh, if they re-release Cyberpunk, it'll be re-released with something additional. Probably. Right? Like, I will, like, I'm going to buy it for the PC, mm-hmm. and then when it... When it comes to the PlayStation 5, I'll buy it for the PlayStation 5. I wonder if they would... I don't think they would wait that long, but I wonder if they would delay launch for PlayStation 5 and Series X until multiplayer is ready. Cause I can said, see that. Because they that. said multiplayer won't be 2020, and yeah, it might not be 2021. 2021. Yeah. So I wonder if they would hold on to that until that point, and then that would be their drive to actually bring people back to it and up those sales and everything. Yeah. I mean, like, I online, <clears throat> or GTA Online took for fucking ever to come out, and when it yeah. did, it was a train wreck. But yep. <laughs> it was way more optimized by the time they released it on the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. So, yeah. I mean, you could have a point that... And it's still on MPD. <laughs> I could honestly see CD Projekt doing sort of what um, sort of what GTA did, where GTA came out on last-gen consoles, one year later, they came out on next-gen consoles, and then they came out on PC, where in this case it would be uh, 2077 comes out this year on current-gen. Next year it comes out on next-gen, and then the year after that they're like, hey, have some multiplayer just to keep bringing people back yeah. over and over to it. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I can absolutely see that. Uh because number one, it wouldn't hurt their sales, and number two, people would not be upset about throwing money at that. Nope. Now, no. I guarantee the thing that's taking forever for them to figure out is probably their their equivalent of Rockstar Cash and like GTA money. Yeah, because they have to set up a bank and they have to be able to exchange that good real time for something. And um, if they're setting that kind of thing up for twenty seventy seven to take place in Night City. Number one, you have to make sure your multiplayer servers work, and that nothing's going to crash, and that everything everybody's going to be able to coexist and play at the same time. Going to go ahead and say the servers are going <clears> to <throat> crash. Yeah, oh like, yeah, they're going to. Pretty sure this is like first time trying something like this. Yeah, because like at least for yeah. GTA, um, <clears throat> Rockstar, they had GTA Four had a weird online, and so did Red Dead. Yeah, they weren't like what GTA Online is, but they were still like. Fucking hated Red Dead Online. <laughs> hey, you spawned in. Here's a hatchet to the face. <laughs> exactly. Like, dude, just running by to my spawn point. Just, damn, there I go. Um, but it took them a while to, you know, even for online, like GTA 5 online, it took them forever to finally get anything correct. Because I remember trying to play online when it first came out because I was excited about it. Um, and I made my character, and I was at the spawn point where you get to, like, pick your first car, and then I got killed immediately. And I'm like, you should not be able to just get murdered <laughs> while you're trying to start the game. Right. Uh, and now their you know, intro, like, that's gone away with you just kind of play the game. And they've, like, tried, you know, turning down griefing and stuff like that. But I really don't – I could just be me ignorant, but I don't think they've really said much about what – their online is nope right they're just like oh yeah we're gonna have a multiplayer aspect yeah. They yeah. Could, is it like multiplayer like oh we're just shooting each other and that's <laughs> it or is it like like a gta online thing where you and your friends can like run around night city and do yeah. stuff together because that would be that's dope. definitely what i want yeah that's that would definitely be definitely cool. I want. <laughs> yeah i have like 40 days of playtime in <laughs> in gta 5 online just on one character see and like, it's always me 
flying a plane into the side of the building. <laughs> Logging off because that felt good. <laughs> All right, cool. I'm That's done usually this. how it works. You fly a plane and it's like you log off. Uh, I, you know, I haven't played GTA Online that much. I actually tried to get back onto it not too long ago and notice what you were saying where they scrapped the whole intro part of it. I'm like... This doesn't feel the same at all. This is not what I did before. <laughs> I feel like it's a hard game to get into at this point. Like, it, it, I got in relatively yeah. early, but now it's like, okay, you need to spend $2 million to do this thing. You need to spend $4 million to do this thing. Yeah. Oh, you want a halfway decent car? That's another $3 million. You want a boat? That's $12 million. Yeah. If you don't buy that, what is it, the criminal enterprise pack or whatever it is, yeah. like yeah. To, to get started, and it's, granted, that's only like 10 bucks, but still, it's... It's a completely different and misweighed <laughs> entry point now. Yeah. yeah. Um, but that's actually what I want from Cyberpunk Online. When you think about it, is I want to be able to have an Android Street Gang <laughs> or like <laughs> something to that effect. Um, yeah. That would be that fucking would be really awesome. Cool. Yeah. That would be really cool. Yeah. Or, or you know, like Android Vigilantes. We could just go uh, stop other people <laughs> online from doing that. <laughs> yeah. Like. Yeah. Well, I'll my, just pretend I'm living in Ghost in the Shell world. <laughs> exactly, that's exactly it. Just be so happy. Now, my fear is that, like, since I don't know, I I would have to like look it up. But as far as I know, I don't think they've really said much about it. Mm-hmm. But like, my fear it's going to be like Mass Effect's multiplayer, where you like, it's basically like glorified wave fighting with your friends. And I'm like, I don't. That sounds. Dumb. I don't think they would like, go that route. Like. And then there's also like a versus mode in that too, where you you play like five v five, I think it is. And I, I just I wouldn't care as much, and I wouldn't want them to put in the effort. But well, I'm gonna go ahead and tell you that's definitely gonna be part of it. <laughs> You're not gonna have a game like that, and 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 people not want something where they can, at the very least, compete if not grief other people. Yeah, when I don't like. Like, some sort of some sort of competitive play yeah. for online, but I'd hope that's not it. Like that's not the only, that's not what multiplayer oh, I doubt, is. I that will be the only thing, but it's it's one hundred percent going to be the focus. Yeah, like how how you how you can earn money in game or whatever. I mean, kind of like, like the same way. Yeah, you can't like just a, at least when it first started, you couldn't earn money just in the open world. You like, had to do all these missions yeah, and it, stuff. My, my, like, my thinking like, is it's going to be a lot like GTA is now, where you can just go out and do like heists and jobs and whatnot with your friends and play relatively peacefully. But if you actually want to make money in the game, you're probably going to have to go to the PvP stuff. Like that's not even a big way to make money because PvP doesn't give out that much money. Well, they're doing events in the, all of their different because they've got like fifteen different modes now. But yeah, they, they always do they're like double the time, XP. In a yeah, they're all the time yeah, doing yeah. double XP, double money in, in different modes, and it kind of rotates through the month or something like that. That's how they keep com- people come back because they got event schedule and stuff mm-hmm. like that. I don't just seeing what CD Projekt Red is and how big they not only how big they are but how big they know they are because if you they don't do like they did. Uh, they did E three, but they're the kind of people that are like, all right, we're gonna drop a reveal on this date. Just be ready for it. They pull rock star moves, <laughs> and they're an RPG studio. That's fucking crazy, right? <laughs> I mean, so, like, I think they said next week they're gonna reveal stuff at the Taipei Game Show. Yeah, <laughs> that, I mean, like they're one of the biggest yeah, studios that, around, really. So. Yeah, they really are. And where the fuck did that come from? Like realistically. Well, because they, I don't know if y'all know this, they run uh, a GOG, mm-hmm. which is a game selling. So oh, they're essentially, yeah. it's their oh, version yeah. of them being they Valve, own that. Yeah. except yep. they they actually make games and Valve doesn't anymore. <laughs> I forgot they, yeah, I forgot they ran that. Uh, it's it's just wild to see like 
they'll put up like, hey, we'll put it out on Twitter. Tomorrow at 9 a.m. YouTube video. And it's an hour and a half gameplay trailer. Dude, I love that. I love that. It's so good. And like, there's no heads up. You see people in the media just like, shit, I was hoping for an event, but I will just watch this instead. It's, I mean, it's, it's really good for their marketing campaign. It's really good to see how well people follow them. Especially when you log on to those YouTube videos, and it's like there are thirty thousand people watching this right now, and they should all be working. Like <laughs> that's just the way it is. Uh, but I, I don't expect a studio that big and that has that kind of opinion themselves to just be like we're putting in a couple of five v five matches and shit like no, that. It, that's it'll all definitely it's be, be be complex and well done. But yeah, I one hundred percent expect one of the main focuses for it to be this is where you go to prove that you're better than somebody else. Yeah. I, I man. Cause then that like, like how would that work? Do you take your character that you I had no with? Clue. I would assume it's going to take a, a new lot character of that's rebalanced for that kind of thing. Cause play. it would take a lot of rebalancing cause they've shown off some of the, augments and stuff you can get like how is that going to be fair I mean, while trying to fight another that, that's human why, being that, that, <laughs> I, that would be one of the reasons i would assume they uh don't expect it coming out in the next year or two i would think that it has to kind of be like gta where the online is harshly separate from your single player yeah because uh they have said that characters in that world will have permadeath right so if that character is going to be any sort of implementation, it, not the player character, but actual NPCs in the world mm-hmm. will, have, will have permadeath. And that's something that you can just do. You just wipe somebody out like, and just, all right, you erase their storyline that you could have had in the game. Same with The Witcher. Uh, but in, in that kind of shared world environment, I think they'd have to rewrite that with boundary rules to say, all right, you're not going to be able to hit this NPC or things like that. So that, with that being said, your personal design character is not going to be able to have all the same shit that you could have in single player. Yeah. But maybe there are better options. It's like, man, this is more fun because <laughs> I could do things this way. Um, yeah, that was one of the reasons I was like concerned. It might be like, like the mass effect onlines have been, because they've been like, they felt like watered down experiences to the main game. Yeah. And that's just not fun to me. I've yeah. tried to get into them. Like, cause sometimes they're like, this has got story elements to it, but who the fuck cares? <laughs> Um, but like where GT Online, like that feels like its own game. Yeah, like yes, absolutely, it feels like its own game separate from Five. Yep. Um, and that's I guess what I hope it is. It just feels like a different game. Yeah. That's uh, kind of like even like Red Dead Online feels like a completely different game to regular Red Dead. Mm-hmm. So I just kind of hope that's what we get, not something that just feels like a watered-down Cyberpunk 77, because I'm like, what the fuck's the point if it is? That's entirely what I would expect them to do, to be honest. And, you know, who the fuck am I? But it's (laughs) like, that's just that studio and what they're known for, because they are very forward about the RPG experience that they want to push. I don't think they want to take that away from their multiplayer experience. I'm really glad I get numbers again. (laughs) Yeah, and dude... just on the premise that they they've said don't expect it anytime soon. Yeah, I, w- I would assume they're essentially making a rebalanced version of the game that's online friendly. But they 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 keep pushing the idea of how important the factions are in that game. How mm-hmm. how how uh, versatile your character can be, and you can choose to play one way, choose to play another. You can complete the entire game without firing you'll, a single shot if you wanted you'll, to. You'll probably have way less influence over the world online. I I, I believe you will, but I still want. I think they would want to make you feel like you have some ha- sort have of some sort of say. Yeah. So that's what that's why I would expect at least as a move from uh, 
from CD Projekt Red to let people have their guilds and teams, right? Mm-hmm. Y- you have to have that kind of club mentality, especially in a game where you push factions the way you do. Yeah. You have to let people have that kind of social thing online and have roles that can complement each other in that environment, right? So if you can have four people... One of you is a better driver. You have a better driving stat. One of you is a better, a better shooter. You have better shooting stats. One of you is better. Like, it's a hacker, yada, yada, yada. So I, that's what I think they're going to do. They're going to push people into those group those group uh, kind of things, and now that's that, what they want to build up. Now that you Very said, much like GTA Heist. Yeah, 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 well, now that you said that, that makes me, like, like, really interested in the fact that they could make this, like, a virtual cyberpunk, like, tabletop by yes. doing that but like oh no you have to be forced in some if you want to work together with your team you, you need, need to comp. you need to be a hacker you need to be the other uh even though even in the the main game they're like we're not doing classes because we want you to have the openness that you can just do whatever you want which is totally cool but like for the multiplayer aspect it'd be cool if they you kind of like bring the classes back bring classes yeah. back to kind of like force you into a role to fit in with and friends make, or and let me have more than one playable character so that way if you're you're the hacker he's the driver and you're assault or whatever whatever they would call it then i can go oh well let me just jump on this other character that fits in with that team composition now we're turning it into a mmo <laughs> <laughs> we're rewriting their game <laughs> but like it would be a really cool aspect for them yeah. to like do that way cuz th- that would m- make the uh, like the main game, like, have it boiled down to where in the main game you have the openness, but obviously if they want to balance it, if there's ever any kind of, like, PvP, like, you wouldn't want to be able to have anything close to what you could have in the main game where you could just, well, if I can literally walk through any enemy because of my hacking skills so high, and if they have any kind of augment, I can shut them down, but you wouldn't want that kind of abilities in the main game, yeah. so boiling them down to, like... I guess kind of like how Mass Effect did with their create a character. You basically picked some sort of subset of the different ways you could play, Mm -hmm. but those are the only powers you got access to. You couldn't go more like, well, I kind of like these other biotic powers. Like, no, if you want to play as this engineer biotic, you have to use these, these powers. Mm -hmm. So they might do that to kind of like help balance the, I'd imagine there's going to be a rescale option. I think it'd be closer to sort of Destiny's balance. Like, it'd be, like, there's these four separate classes or however, but they have, like, full tree, like, the Mass Effect trees. Yeah. It's literally, like, four abilities online, and two of those are passive. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So. I never played Mass Effect online. It's weird. Is it? A three is the only multiplayer multiplayer game I ever was, quote-unquote, good at, <laughs> just because I had this one overpowered build that I would just wipe the floors anytime I went up against Geth, specifically. <laughs> <laughs> so like uh, man I don't know we turned that entire topic into a yeah, cyberpunk no, I was about topic, to ask but, yeah. uh, was this a, was this did we yeah, this is a cyberpunk GDC cyberpunk, cyberpunk 2077 <laughs> <laughs> yep. welcome to the cyberpunk podcast it's literally um, every week now <laughs> regarding what they could be working on for next gen other third parties <laughs> EA I feel like they're probably working on Battlefront 3 and then they're also Sorry. hopefully the <laughs> decent Star Wars game that's coming out is rumored to be um, sort of the lead-in to what the Star Wars movie universe is going to move to. Like it's supposed to take place, I think, like 
300 years before the current movies that have just finished. And it's, oh, I can't remember. They had like a specific name for, for that sort of generation. Um, the Old Republic. No, that's 3,000 years no, before. That's much, much older. Yeah. But this is like 300 years before. And uh, I know what I, what I heard was <laughs> sounded like pretty interesting. And hopefully, hopefully if, if uh, Jedi Fallen Order is any indication, they've learned their lesson about making just shitty games. Yeah. And that's Vince Apollo. As long as Vince Apollo has a, has a hand on it, he'll yeah. make sure that shit works well. And... God, Jedi was Jedi was so good. I think so. Anyway, it had its problems. It was it was buggy, but it was fun. Yeah, it, yeah, was a it, lot it of definitely fun. had its bugs, but it was I it was pretty enjoyed fun. playing that game. Pretty you know fun. I mean? Yeah. The uh, only thing that I could have done without is like the Dark Souls aspect. I dug it. As weird as that is, just, man. Just because, like, in like canon, it doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. I'm like. But that's not how this universe works. <laughs> Things come back. <laughs> I, that's so weird. Just be like any of the other action adventure Star Wars games, where if I clear out a room, I keep on going. <laughs> yeah, uh, that, was, that was a weird choice. Like everything respawns if you save. Mm-hmm. It's like, but like this but I just want to. I just want to move on. Yeah. <laughs> to uh, to your point with EA. A solid one to two percent here are sports sports titles. Oh, absolutely! Oh, yeah. Yeah. The next like, FIFA. Oh man, man. I can't FIFA. wait for FIFA twenty one. Two K is like we're still doing this. <laughs> we're still uh, making NBA. We're still gonna make uh, yeah. Madden. We're still yeah. NBA was like the second best selling game of last year. Yeah, even it, though it came out and people hated it. Yeah, <laughs> if if point zero zero one percent of that was NCAA, I wouldn't give a fuck about anything else. So, I would like, like another NCAA. Dude, dope. we would be sitting on the couch <laughs> arguing about who's Wake Forest again, <laughs> just like old times. We je, fun fun story real quick. When I lived in Florida, Josh came down to stay with me for like a month, and we played NCAA, and we sat on the couch arguing about who was going to be Wake Forest. And we played a match to see who got to play as we <laughs> The question is, who did you play as? We both played as we played. <laughs> uh, so that's great. Uh, man, Eric, any yeah. thoughts? Honestly, no, not really. <laughs> All right, good talk. Good talk. Good talk. Buddy. Like, like I, I'm, I'm sure there's some games in there that if I saw a list, I'm like, oh yeah, that makes sense. But staring, staring at those numbers right now, I, not a single game is coming to me. Um, the, um, the fact that AR is that high, yeah, is weird. Yeah, yeah. AR, AR at 32 percent. Seems really high. I can yeah. kind of get VR. Yeah, I can but get VR. AR just seems so, so high. Yeah, like, I who's still into trying to push? I guarantee that's looped into mobile. Yeah, absolutely. It's absolutely. like, because yeah. like Pokemon yeah. Go, I think, is considered AR. AR yeah. It is. Yeah. yeah, so, so like, uh, and there's the Harry Potter game that was, a, like, you know, kind of like cut and paste, and the Ghostbusters game, too. So actually, yeah. Both. I don't have anything for the PS5 or the Series X, but in the mobile AR category, um, definitely, uh, definitely going to go ahead and... Uh, throw my cards down as uh, Tim Tim Go. Tim Tim Go. Tim Tim Go. Tim Tim Go. <laughs> what about a? Uh, it hasn't even actually came out. <laughs> that doesn't matter. It's still in development. <laughs> what, what about like a Neo Go? Where you can just like you can capture Onis or fight Onis in the wild. Don't tempt me. <laughs> oh my god! There's I can't remember, but there is a game that's kind of like that, um, where you like fight. Different uh, yokai and stuff like that. Yokai watch. Yokai watch. <laughs> <laughs> Not that one. <laughs> it's a mobile game. Chibanya. 
Yo, Kai, watch go. <laughs> there we go. Yo, Kai, watch go. I mean, that would actually kind of be neat. That, that would be pretty dope. Actually. <laughs> and if you actually go to Japan, like they're everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I just thought of a really cool thing. Um, sure. Can I like patent that idea just in case? No. What like a cryptid like go game? So and it that would, would read where you were in the world. So it oh would, my god, that'd be awesome! It would spawn cryptids that are familiar with that area. Be kind of neat. That so, would be dope. So if you like go to Japan, it's a bunch of yokai. If you're here, they're more like the crypto stuff, like Bigfoot and yeah. the Jersey Devil. And yeah. so so there's there's an entire like uh, community um, like dedicated to cryptids mm. and not like discovering them or trying to figure out where they are in the world or anything, but like coming up with new ones or adding lore to the currently existing ones. Uh, it's, it's called SCP. Um, unfortunately it's under some legal trouble right now, but, uh, but it'd be cool if they patented and licensed all of that and then made a game out of it. Like you're talking about, because <laughs> yeah, there's the, you can like go to the, go to the website and it's basically like a, a, a wiki article or a wiki page essentially or it works the same way more or less and you can you can just scroll through hundreds of just creepy pastas essentially that they've written about these cryptids they've made up <laughs> and it's written like a uh, government report inside a facility storing and researching these things <laughs> wasn't there a uh was it Pocket Mortys? Like Rick and Morty? Yeah. Pokemon? Yeah, it was like yeah. Pokemon. Yeah. So if there's like a Cronenberg Go, <laughs> I'd jump on it in a heartbeat. <laughs> Cronenberg Go. Yeah. That'd be fucking great. And I wouldn't I pat it. the fly. I wouldn't pat it, put it by Squanch to do something like that. Just because <laughs> Justin Roiland is that kind of person. I'm still waiting for uh, Rick and Morty in the quest for the Szechuan sauce. I mean, they, are. They, they, they won. Man. Josh. Yeah. If it was good, would you buy a VR to play Cyberpunk 2077? If it was implemented on the hardware, well. Maybe. I don't know. Would we ever see you again? (laughs) (laughs) Probably because... You'd see his online persona. No, after... You'd see him, but he would only wear the VR headset. (laughs) Yeah, I'd be in real life. You'd have to take his computer with him everywhere. <laughs> just a backpack. Yeah. Even during this Death podcast, Stranding. he's still playing <laughs> the game. I'll just, you know, hook up behind Get the me. harness, <laughs> power, power armor. No, um, maybe like I don't know. I'm still iffy about VR. Uh, not that it doesn't have a market. Like it's really yeah. cool and it makes you sick though, right? But yeah, like it's. I think it's my eyes. Like my eyes are shit. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I, at least like the two that I've tried, I've only tried. PlayStation. Eyes. Yeah, like, uh, okay. I haven't popped out. Well, you can't blame VR for you not trying more eyes on Exactly, it. man. Um, you need to be more proactive. <laughs> like They've if, done the work. I've tried uh, the PSVR for, like, a little bit when we went to that, like, uh, like Best pre- Buy. that yeah. presentation thing that Best Buy had. And then my brother's VR. Um, and, like... You know, I was going to say, have you not played here? Mm-mm. All right. <laughs> uh, <bad. laughs> the one time we were all hanging out, and I think Cameron tried to play Sermon Surgeon Simulator. Oh, yeah, and the things were weird. Yeah, they were yeah. like messing up, and like it was like halfway down the screen. He's like, I can't see anything. Yeah. Where are they? Um, but those are the only two times I've actually tried, and uh, always had a problem like with my brothers mainly was well, I'd get it situated to be fine, 
but then I'd play for a little bit and like everything was fucking blurry. Yeah. So I'd have to like reset and then everything would be blurry. And that's just more frustrating than just trying to play a game. Yeah. Um, and also the fact like after a little while I started to get a little dizzy and I think trying to mimic walk downstairs while actually walking downstairs in the game definitely fucked me up. <laughs> Cause he's like, um, he's like, um, yeah, I went up and down the stairs and it like made me a little queasy and I was like, I'm going to act like I'm going up and down the stairs to see how my body will react. And it did not like that at all. Because, <laughs> yeah, no. um, you know, I looked down at the ground and, like, moved my legs like I was going down. And then I moved, I like, raised my body like I was going up. And then when I got to the top of the stairs and, like, was looking through the little door, I was like, oh, <laughs> no, my body does not know where it is in, like, life right now. It thinks it's in another dimension. And I, like, had to take it off and just, like, sit down and just, like, let my body, like readjust yep. itself it <laughs> it's happens. like nope don't do that yeah. ever again it's like your brain's trying to tell you your body should be in motion or you should be doing like it's not <laughs> like, it but, feels weird but yeah like i added the motion to it and my body's like you're not going anywhere though but you are going so my brain's like you went upstairs and you made the motions of going upstairs but you didn't go upstairs where are we right now <laughs> <laughs> like uh my i put my uncle in uh playstation vr to play uh eve online like gunjack <laughs> oh no and uh He'd never played a VR game before, but he gets in. He's like, I'm going for it. And when you get in your ship, you're in a larger ship, and it launches you out, right? And it accelerates quick. All of a sudden, yeah. it's like you're going, 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 and you're in the wide open. And I guess his his brain told his body, like, you should feel G-Force right now. So when it gets out there and spits out and slows down all of a sudden, his body like leans up off the couch. Like <laughs> I, I guess I guess subconsciously he was like, You need to be in motion and he just like, hey, here we go. <laughs> and it was great. That was my first experience with uh, VR was PlayStation VR, that same Best Buy demo. Yeah. They uh they had Eve online and I played that and I actually had a lot of fun, and then I took that set off. He's like, "You're the first person today who didn't get sick playing that." <laughs> when uh, when we did that v when we did that VR demo, what did you play? Uh, the robot game, <laughs> the the fighting or the that sports game where you like in a. Robot. Did you play rigs? I know I played rigs. Did yeah, you play rigs. Okay, that's the one I played. That shit was wild. When you look down and your feet just like aren't there, <laughs> like, <laughs> like just like you're dangling. Yeah, like. That was a. I think that was a really good idea for a demo system. It was like setting up in stores like that and letting people try it out. And I know we talked about this before when PlayStation says they're going to do those hundreds of road shows between now and the PS5 launch instead of doing E3. I think they're going to. It's going to be that. at Best Buy. Probably. Yeah, they're go, they're <laughs> going they're going to be setting up Best Buy stands to like let people experience their hardware, which is funny because you know that's just what the fuck you did when you were launching a console back in the '90s and the 2000s. You put it up at Walmart on a screen. And you let the parents go shopping while the kids all stood there and stared up the entire time. <laughs> and killed their necks. So, exactly. So we all have bad back problems and <laughs> neck problems because of that. But, um, yeah, I, I see that being a thing. I think it was really fun. And, I mean, hell, I have a PSVR, so obviously it works in some degree to do road shows <laughs> like that. Uh, VR is a very interesting thing. And a lot of people consider it to be a gimmick. And you see where I'm segueing. Yeah, subtle. Right, so good subtle. Job. Yeah, very, very subtle. Nice. Uh, yeah, I appreciate it. Uh, so, so now that we've blown the subtlety up. <laughs> uh, yeah, like 
every every brand and generation is going to have something that that sticks and doesn't stick because people want to try something new and be that innovation that people want to see in the industry. And a lot of times it doesn't work. Sometimes it does. And I'm clicking the pen. Uh, so this generation, of course, we see Nintendo's like hybrid home handheld console, which is fantastic and keep doing shit like mm-hmm. that. Uh, just give me the Switch 2, the Switch 3, Switch yeah, 4, just Switch 5. Upscale that thing and make it more powerful and that's give all. Give me a Switch Pro. <laughs> yeah, don't if ever you, try to innovate from yeah. this point if on. If you take Nintendo. it away, <laughs> and Nintendo, if you take it away from us at this point and give us a home block <laughs> or just a portable console, I will shit. Yeah. Like, it's so good. <laughs> Never give us another DS or any kind of like Game yep. Boy thing. Never give, nope, just I the keep, Switch forever. I keep I, going back to launch night when I convinced you guys to go buy them. <laughs> after you came over here and watched Breath of the Wild, and I'm like, all right, I'll that turn a, this off and we'll was, go. And I'm a, like, wait, I don't have to. <laughs> no, that was still a dirty, dirty move you pulled on me, and I'm so glad you did it. It was, it was fantastic because I, I mean, I had Josh with me at the launch, and then you got off work and came with us to <laughs> hang out of the house and play it. And I'm like, they have them in stock at Walmart, and you're like, all right, I guess we're going to Walmart. <laughs> yeah, like because I went with him to pick it up, like to that little event we went to, yep. and like. That whole time, I wasn't convinced to get one. We got home, wasn't really convinced. And then we turned Zelda on. And then we, and then we watched him play. We watched you play yeah. Zelda. You know, as, as, soon as, he <laughs> me the, as, as soon as he handed me the controller, I was going to buy one. So yeah, instead of playing Breath of the Wild myself, I just let Eric do it. <laughs> Turned on the console for the yeah. first time and just as, gave it to him. As, as soon as I got out of the cave, I'm like, I really want to buy one now. <laughs> and that was it. Yep. Uh, well, well, I was, I was going to say, um, so the, the Switch has a very special... Uh, place for me. I have I have a very special attachment to it because it's the first time where I would I want to play the console, not a specific game on the console. I just want to be playing that console. Yes. So uh, last night I was sitting there staring at my TV because I, I wanted to play something, but I didn't know what. And uh, it was after we we did the we did the stream and everything, and I was like, I haven't played my Switch in so long. My Pro controller died just sitting on my table. It died. Yep. I want to play my Switch. And I sat there and stared at my dashboard until I went, well, Smash Brothers is easy to pick up and put down. I'll just play Smash Brothers tonight. <laughs> the really funny thing is, and I'm going to get back to the rest of the spiel that I had laid out for generation gimmicks, but to, to piggyback on that, there have always been like console exclusives. Like, you know, damn, I wish I could play Sunset Overdrive on PlayStation. I told you that so many times. Like, I really <laughs> want to play Sunset Overdrive until I got an Xbox. And like, man, there's this game that I really wish I could play on Xbox. There's this game that I could really wish I could play on PC or whatever the deal is. But they were always like console exclusive locks. Literally anything when it's revealed at this point, I'm like, I hope I can play this on Switch. <laughs> and there are very few games where I would not prefer to be on the Switch. With. Yeah, like the, I mean, and the ones that you don't want to play on Switch are just fi- like Cyberpunk would want to play that on yeah, Switch, you know, right? No, that and is, that's because of a limitation with the hardware. Yeah, yeah, exactly. If the hardware could keep up with it, goddamn right, I'd want to play it on <laughs> Switch. Um, RTSs and things like that, not necessarily. That's just because of the environment that you play those in. But if they found some way to controller map, wow, fuck it, I'll spend the fifteen bucks a month again. <laughs> I don't care. Like it's 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 that kind of hardware where it lures you to it because it's a convenience piece. I can play this at home. I can play it on the go. And when I travel with work or things like that, I can take it with me. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? That's super convenient. Um, so, yeah, back to the rest of the things we have here. Like, <laughs> the PlayStation 4 has the touchpad, which makes no sense. And the light. And the light. I like <laughs> the light, but it's weird. I would like the light if instead of it being contextual, I could program it to one specific color. If the light 
So they put that light strip on the touch bar now because, you know, hey, two ideas together. If if the light on the actual back of the controller was just that kind of simple, subtle strip instead mm-hmm. of that nice, big, broad band, I'd be cool with it. I hate the light because of the battery life. Like, yeah. That yeah. controller's yeah. battery life is terrible, and I even blame you the turn light. It down I don't know dim. if it's really the light's fault, but I blame the light. Yeah, <laughs> even, it really is. Even when you turn it down to dim, it helps a little bit. Excuse I've, me, but not much. I've actually gotten to the point where um, I will turn off vibration settings on most of my games just just because even even for like the the well the pro controller is not not bad but the joy cons on the switch specifically um i will uh if i don't absolutely need vibration uh sensitivity i just completely turn it off at this point if 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 i'm playing like a shooter or something like that it'll give me a directional a directional uh cue on the screen of where i'm getting shot from i don't need the vibration you're gonna really upset uh sony with the playstation 5 and their super Super vibrations. Yeah, they better find a way to keep it from killing my battery, <laughs> because uh, that's the reason why I started turning it off. Because uh, I'll start getting shot at. My controller vibrates a bunch, and then I get the and warning. And you get the notice, like, "Hey, your controller's die. about to die." Yep. And it, it happens too often for it not to be connected. No. <laughs> yeah, I actually had that happen. Like, I think we were playing Borderlands when it happened, and I had a decent amount of uh, battery, but I got shot a bunch. And my cu- my controller vibrated real hard and then just turned <laughs> off. Like, didn't give me the li- warning. It just shut off. And I was like, what? Why Why did it disconnect? Yep. And, like, turned it back on. I'm like, I've got, like, a bar left. What the fuck? That motor powered out. It, yeah. What the fuck happened? It just killed it. It was yep. just like, no, I'm good. Yep. I have yeah. the most idiotic-looking solution for the battery life. So uh, back in October, I had, to go, uh, I had to go on a trip to train for my job. And uh, so I finally bought, like, one of those uh, battery pack things that you can plug whatever into charge. Mm-hmm. And now that I'm back home, I just use that to keep my <laughs> keep my controller <laughs> charged. <laughs> <while I'm playing. laughs> so, so like if I'm sitting in my chair, I've just got this dongle sitting right here. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> like, yeah, <laughs> I have 60 hours of battery life in this thing. <laughs> got three more sitting right here. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that, like the controllers wear out way too fast, and I'm surprised that the uh, the actual Joy-Con lasts as long as they do. With yeah, they, a, they with, actually do last with the HD with the HD Rumble, with the HD yeah. Rumble yeah. which again is a gimmick. A gimmick yeah. But when they showed that off in uh, the, how the many Rumble, games actually used that? The, the Rumbles and the Joy Cons when it actually is used, it feels really good. Yeah, it like uh, we played one two Switch together, right? Yeah. So like um, I think the three of us did. So when you're moving that Joy Con for the for the game that told you to uh, see how many balls are in the box or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That shit was crazy because you tilt it slightly and you feel that motion from one side to the other and then like a sudden jolt. And it actually feels like it weighs more mm-hmm. when it has three versus two. Yeah. I don't know how the hell they did that. <laughs> I don't think I've played a single game that used the HD Rumble. Yeah, like yeah. the only game I that I can think. Uh, I th- I'm pretty sure Mario Party uses it. In yeah, a couple of. The I don't. Games. I don't play multiplayer games. with people. So. Yeah. yeah, Mario Party uses it, and One Two Switch like. Because that's the whole purpose behind One Two Switch was a gimmick yeah. game, it's gimmick party games to sell that console and push or to show what it can do. And I got it and overpaid for it. It should have been like 20 bucks, but yeah. it was really cool to see that technology existed, but it's really unfortunate they don't implement it that much. Mm-hmm. Now, they could have used that very well in things like Splatoon or things like, like, things like that, but they didn't. Um, and they kind of killed their motion control system for a majority, right? Like the Joy Cons definitely don't work the same way that the uh, the Wii Modes did. They do have motion controls and they have the the, I the would, sensor. It, it 
operates mostly off of the just the movement it feels from the yeah. gyros. It yeah. doesn't really use yeah. a sensor anymore because there's nowhere for it to pick it up on. Yeah, the, yeah. there's the console. yeah, there's the the IR sensor, but that's very that's very like infrequently used. Yeah, primarily. Yeah, yeah. I I would honestly like to see motion controls go away unless you're doing VR. Mm-hmm. Like, it's weird in because... In which case, we need gloves. We need, <laughs> they just need to make us gloves. It's really weird because I prefer playing Odyssey, separate Joy-Cons with um, the motion controls because it See, feels... When, it, when it's implemented really well, I like it, but there are only a few games where it's ever implemented well. I don't well. think I ever actually tried it that way. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I prefer it that way because you have way much more control over Cappy than with a controller. Like, always felt yeah. it awkward using the pro controller to kind of control him. But there's that. with the hat, you can, like, just use mm-hmm. one and be like, flip, flip, Cause, flip, flip, Because for every, for every game that's like Odyssey with the motion controls, there's at least three others that are the Breath of the Wild motion control puzzles. Yep. Or uh, <laughs> the gyroscope for... Um, Pokemon. aces. Oh yeah. yeah, oh yeah. I uh, that's another thing. Like axis and gyroscope and controllers. Like that's a cool thing to have, but don't give me a puzzle that I got to turn my fucking controller over for or whatever. <laughs> like, that was goddamn. Like, I would literally just flip the whole thing over because then you'd get the flat part and just be like, all right, I'm rolling the ball. <laughs> so, if that's what I, that's the way I ended up doing it. A lot, but, of, a lot of times I would just. Toss the ball to one side of the one side of the maze. If like if like I had to, was supposed to like roll it several directions, like no, I'm just gonna do this until the ball bounces to where I want it to go. I got tired of like tilting my head over because I I played in handheld a lot, so I got tired of tilting my head over to look at the bottom of my switch. There are times my wife would walk into the living room and I'm laying upside down on the couch <laughs> with my switch like this, like I'm trying to get this fucking ball to roll this way. But I, I don't know. I would be okay with that being tweaked or going away to be completely honest. It's just me. Um, I think that we, we skipped over Xbox as a media console, but you learned your lesson. Um, <laughs> uh, assigned controllers. I think that's kind of a cool concept. Yeah. Uh, yeah. When you see it implemented for, well. For, for someone like me who I like using one specific controller, my controller. Yep. I really like that. So like a, the, <laughs> it's great because we have our Xbox up here in the loft and my uh, my kids are sneaky shits. So batteries will die on their Xbox controllers, and they're like, we're going to get dads. And I usually keep it in my office so that I can use it on my PC or whatever else or carry it around because I play Steam on my tablet and on my laptop, wherever the fuck I am. Uh, so they'll come try to grab my controller and bring it up here to play, and as soon as they push the button and try to sync it up, it's asking for my password. I'm like, yeah, you guys can't use mine. <laughs> it's locked up here. You can't get into you know my profile and everything. Um, and also the... I don't know if you guys have ever seen it work, but with the the actual PlayStation 4, if you, if you have the camera, at least, and I haven't seen it work without the camera, but if you have the camera and you've turned on a PlayStation controller and say you set your controllers down to go get a drink or something and they time out and turn off, when you come back... If I pick up your controller and you pick up mine, the camera remembers who put which one where, hmm. and it'll when you turn the controller back on, even if you pick up my controller, it'll sign you in because hmm. if it remembers the person and their placement instead of the controller, it's weird. That's interesting. It's creepy, but it's <laughs> it's kind of cool. But uh, I think that kind of thing where you can set up controller profiles that's something that I think was a cool implementation and they should keep around. Um, so. This was uh, something that you threw at us in the Discord, I believe. Yeah, um, I was more talking like 
actual game, game gimmicks. gimmicks like, yeah. Oh, game like, gimmicks. Yeah, like how so, this whole generation has been, all right, let's make an open world with some towers that has terrible load times the first time you get into the game. <laughs> And uh, it's, okay. it's all a very like similar game style. I misread everything. Let's go with that. And uh, <laughs> I was just wondering like what sort of things like you've liked about this sort of predictability of of most of the big games of this generation. What you're hoping they get rid of for next generation. What you're hoping they keep for next generation. Stuff like that. I would like to see the Dark Souls formula for every adventure game, game go away. Go away. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Dark Souls can just be Dark Souls, yeah. like it's own. Like you, you can still make a hard game like Dark Souls without implementing its. Hey, when you die, you go back to a shrine. You lose all of your essence, and then you have to go get it back from yeah. whatever killed you. Or anytime you save, all the enemies respawn. It's like you can still fine. make a hard game. Like I would rather like, ju- like when I'm playing Dark Souls or like you know Bloodborne. They're made by the same company, so obviously they're going to use yeah. similar gimmicks. But like any totally fine. from software wants to dark don't dark, dark yeah. souls games because it's their franchise. Yeah. But like like my problem with um, the Get Fallen Order, um, it should just be like any other action adventure game. If I die, yeah. I just have to revert yeah, to my be, last yeah. save. Checkpoints, I'd, save points. Yeah, I'd, I don't like Souls games because I don't like being angry in games. <laughs> I almost broke a PlayStation 4 controller over Batman Arkham Knight because I hated the two force tank battles. <laughs> like, I just couldn't... He, He's in a tank. I'm in the Batmobile. He shouldn't be able to catch me every time I hit him with something. <laughs> and I'll go around the corner, all of a sudden he's right on me. And like I, I was squeezing the controller, all of a sudden everything separated. And I was like... Okay, I gotta stop playing. I, I gotta quit. I gotta quit. Dude, the Batmobile missions in Dark Knight suck, and they're why I didn't finish that game because I lost. I mean, I love the game the except for those those two missions specifically. I got so far in it, and like, uh, just I, I don't know for some reason, like uh, having to redo certain parts of that, I could I couldn't stand it. It just got to me too much. I hated the Batmobile in that game, but I love traversing the city as Batman. It felt so good. I love the Batmobile because when you'd eject from the Batmobile, <laughs> it would shoot you up so fucking high yeah. and you could just <laughs> sail around the whole city. I loved it, but I hated I the hated combat. Yeah, the combat in the, the Batmobile in Arkham Knight was like the worst. Let's let's touch on something from uh, from Arkham Knight, though, that it did really well, and that's making that city cohesive the way it did. And giving like when you're around the city and you just come across like a random point and that, you know, that memory or image of the Joker is there. Like that was phenomenal because that's world building that is done so, so well. And for me as a gamer, that's what I like to see. I like to think, see things that are fleshed out and stumbling over places and getting more from it than most people are going to. Right. That's why I have such a high playtime in God of War on my single playthrough because I just be on that boat going around the lake. Like, all right, Mimir's talking. Everybody shut the fuck up. <laughs> just listen like, to the stories. Listen that to the stories. My first, I absolutely did the same. Yeah. That was my first platinum, and it would be my only platinum if I hadn't decided to pull a prank on uh, a friend of mine regarding uh, Dragon Quest Eleven. <laughs> and But... but the, God of War was just so so good. Just sit, even just looking at the world, it was yep. so good. Uh, Dragon Quest Eleven, I shouldn't uh, shouldn't have platinumed that. <laughs> <laughs> I love the game. I put 150 hours in yeah. it, but it was literally just because a friend of mine decided he wanted to race me mm-hmm. on beating the game, and I was like, I work 40 hours a week. You work 30 hours a week. You're gonna beat me, but 
he worked weekends. I didn't. So I just spent the weekends powering through it. And mm-hmm. then I got through the whole game before him. And I left one trophy unfinished. I was like, I'm never going to get this platinum just so just as out of spite for you. And then he got close to getting it. So I went ahead and got the platinum one day. And a week later, he texted me. He's like, you fucking asshole. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, perfect. I win. <laughs> I, uh, I wanted to platinum God of War so bad, but when I finished that game, because I should have, before I actually rolled credits, I should have went through and done, you know, the the Valkyrie missions and whatever else I could do from that point. But when I rolled credits on that game and and went home and everything else, I'm like, I don't want to spoil this. I'm putting it away. Like, yeah, I, that's I can good. definitely understand that. Yeah. But I think within before december of that year i'd beaten that game five times yeah it's great <laughs> like i i know when i when it came out i when it came out i took the day off for for release and i was never a god of war fan we've discussed this like it was never my i franchise. was okay with them yeah like i i never really, played three because i didn't have a ps3 i didn't like kratos at all like as a character i did not like him but norse mythology he got me hooked like all right i'm in on it uh so i gave it a shot and the play style, the way the way everything adapted to be wrapped around those characters, like literally like camera wrapped and everything. The one shot cinematography, I was interested and in, I wanted to see it. I respected it, and I ended up falling love, falling in love with the way they progressed that through. Uh, it was absolutely great. I took that weekend off work and I beat it in three days. Me and my brother just sitting on the couch, passing the controller back and forth after every death, like we were growing up. Um, we had a great time doing it. Uh, so open worlds have become like a huge thing that you see in games nowadays, especially in action adventure titles and RPGs. <laughs> Man. I'm getting tired of it. Like Assassin's Creed Odyssey is a book <laughs> is a great example of that. The world is fucking huge and it's really neat. Mm-hmm. Like I like the idea of like they tried to like scale down the Greek islands and that's really cool, but the world has like almost fuck all to do in it. Yeah. I put 50 hours in that game and then I was just like, it's everything I'm doing is the same. It's the and same. I just, I just, exactly. I just yep. Like I started playing and then like I was like, this is actually a good Assassin's Creed game. They, they made a good the one. The world was great. And like I like the, like I like like Greek culture and like mythology from, you know, the Greek and Romans. It's, it's really interesting. And I like that they put like with T's like, Oh, you know, Medusa, and you could actually go fight Medusa and the Cyclops and the Minotaur. Um, and they brought ship combat back, but it's, you're not a pirate, so who the fuck cares? <laughs> um, but, like, after a while, I was just like, because I'm weird. I like to either do as many side quests as I can to, like, get them out of the way, and then I'll go do the main quest, and I'll be, like, super over-leveled, and I can just power through the story. Um or if like if I know that there's certain collectibles, I'll go hunt all the collectibles down and do all the side missions, and then actually play the game. You can't do that in that fucking game because like they just keep throwing side quests at you yeah. that yeah. are the exact same. Like, and it's not like oh, like it's a different fetch quest. Like, no, it it just feels the same. Even when you're doing even the main story. Yeah, even when way. you're doing different quests that like the um like the teal ones that are like story like mini stories of their own. Like that is the one when I when I just quit playing because I had stopped for a little bit because I was trying to like do as many of those stories and stuff like that and side quests to just get them out of the way so I could power through the the um the main game because I I heard and had seen that after a while the game like level starts to get away from you if you don't grind some and I was like well if I just go ahead and do my normal thing in these games and do all the side quests and then blow through the story it won't be hard. 
But I stopped playing, and I came back because uh, JT started playing again. I was like, that game was fun. I'm going to try it again. And I was playing a story, and I ran into the person, and I started talking to her, and she's actually Athena. And I, I looked up, because I don't like necessarily looking up the events of the end of a quest, um, but like how she talks, she, you're like, oh, you think you're Athena, but you're not. You're just. But I looked up at the quest, and like at the very end, you're like, oh, okay, no, this is actually supposed to be Athena in disguise. Um, and I was like, that sounds like a really cool quest line. I'm going to start doing it. And so, and it was like a branching one. It like, she would make you do different trials and you could decide which trial you wanted to do. And I was like, that's really cool. I'm going to do it. Fuck it. And so I went to the first trial and I chose my trial. And then I went to the next one. And I was like, which trial do I want? I want to do this one. And then like on my way to the objective, I'm like, this is actually just the same thing I just did. Cool. Even even main the, quest is like that. The mechanics are like, what the fuck? It's go to a main quest, be like, okay, this person needs needs I need to talk to this person about this thing so that I can find my brother. And then you go and you're like, Hey, help me find my brother. And they say, Hey, okay, I'll help you find your brother. Go do these three <laughs> things for me on these three other islands and then come back and then I'll help you find your brother. And then you go do those things and then you come back to him, he's like, Okay, you actually need to talk to Tom <laughs> and he's gonna ask you to do three things. On three different islands, come back and and then he'll he maybe he'll help you. <laughs> well, Tom doesn't help. You. World. Yeah. <laughs> Tom doesn't help you at all. But yeah, like I, I'm tired of open worlds that don't have no like, business being open. Exactly. Worlds. Not every game needs to a be sandbox. Oh, yeah, they not every game needs to be a sandbox and try to like fill it with stuff. Like you can go back to just having like maps, like. Yeah. Maps are that fun. maps that are like kind of straightforward. Like having closed, concise maps were fun because you could stay focused on whatever you needed to do there. Like but Borderlands Three is a great example. Like Borderlands <laughs> Two, most of those maps are fairly like there's a decent amount of open ones. Yeah. But in this one, most of them are like closed as hell. Linear. And yeah, a lot of them are like linear. But there are they they still spread in a few. I think there's three worlds that are like that. Um, Pandora, because it's Pandora, um, Eden six, uh, like the main hub area is kind of like that where it's kind of big and open. And then, um, Promethea to a very small extent, Promethea is tiny as hell, but most of the other places are, you go through it and that's the end. You go back to the beginning, you go back to the end or leave the sanctuary. And most of the maps in that game are like that. Three of the big, three of the main maps are open world where they like, but every map has like hidden things that you can go and explore. So even when it's linear, you still can explore in yeah. that linear path. Like there'll be like an offshoot that doesn't take you to a whole new yeah. area. And what yeah. it's just like an offshoot that if you look on your map, you're like, I wonder what's down that corridor. And you go explore it. You yeah. find a claptrap thing and you come back and you complete the map. Not everything needs to be GTA. From, mm -hmm. a, from, a, story, uh, from a story game perspective, the Last of Us does that in probably the best way, period. Like, no, sec no second guessing, no, hey, maybe this, no, not even fucking close. Like, the world is linear, right? The, the, the story progression is linear. You play the spring in this way on this map. You play the winter in this way on this map. And as you move through it, um, most of the time, to some degree, you can go back, but... You know, you may climb a wall and that's it. You're not going back, right? Or you may you may hop this fence. You're not going back. But even in that world, there's a little room or corridor over here that may take you down this little side path. And there are notes or 
just like the scenery of the world for things that have happened there, right? There's a there's a certain portion of that game where you are in the sewer, right? And uh, I don't want to ruin anything for you, but there's this there's a small group of survivors that have tried to like they've got children with them and they're trying to keep them away from all the terrible shit that's going on in the world. So you see like children's clothes and like play areas and stuff like that. And then you see this one door and if you open it, you go in and you've seen like little classroom setups and things, things of that nature. And as you look across the world, that's all right there in front of you, but you could just run right through it if you're doing the main game, right? If you follow the players or the NPCs that you're with, you'll just run right through it. But if you go in this one little room that you don't even have to go in, but you just go in to look for supplies, you'll see like a body in a corner and a pile of just tarps. And if you get close enough, you'll realize that there's like a little leg sticking out on different areas under the tarps. And if you look behind the body, like written in blood, like under his hand, it says they didn't suffer. And instead of letting those kids get devoured and eaten or beaten or whatever worse things could have happened to them by the humans in that world, this guy just realized it was the end of their line and made the ultimate decision that he had to just take them out and make sure they didn't go through any unnecessary pain. The amount of world building and storytelling that's in that game is almost nauseating to the point where... You can have like long play sessions and pound through it, but if you're taking that world in, you got to stop and breathe. <laughs> that was the, that was the first heavy. game. That's actually the only game I ever got to the end of, and I was like, I'm... <laughs> great game. I'm not sure I like this game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm sad now. Yeah, it, like, like your I main powered... character. You're like, what the fuck did I just do? <laughs> so I I played the game. Um, I played like part of the game at one point. And then I stopped for a while because uh, I, I got to this portion. I don't. I think Naughty Dog has great stories. I don't think their game, gameplay is all that good, especially no, their shooting. It's it's very sloppy to me. Yeah. And so I stopped for a while, and then I tried to watch the Rad Brad play, and he was infuriating. So I was like, I'm just going to finish it myself. So in like four hours, I powered through the game, and by the time I got to the end, I was just like. I just feel bad. The, the, the last <laughs> this game made me so sad. I should have played shorter, shorter bursts. This is all <laughs> the last the last thirty minutes of that game hit so hard. Yeah. It hits so hard. <laughs> but uh, it's it's just one of those things. Like if you take the time and explore that world, and you read the ish notes or whatever you find around. There's so much to it that they put in there that you can just walk right past and only focus on Joel and Ellie's story. Which is sad as shit as it is. When you play the prologue, you're like, all right, I need to breathe for a minute because that was heavy. But I feel like it's, uh, I feel like a game that does the sandbox formula really well. And I haven't actually played the game. It's just from what I've seen, it looks like it does. Uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it feels it like it really gives do. you just enough to, f- to feel like you can go and do whatever you want. It's really cool because it does a decent job at world building too. Like you'll see things in the distance and be like, I wonder what's over there. And like, while you're looking and exploring, you'll find notes or you'll find yeah. something, but it's nice and it's a nice open world. But a lot of times in open world games like that, you're like, what's over there? Oh, fuck all. Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing over here. What yeah. the fuck did I come over yeah. here for? Cause it, like, I, cause like for, from, from somebody who hasn't played it, just looking at it, it looks like for the most part, the areas you're actually playing in are relatively small, but they do a good job of placing things in a way that, 
it actually feels a lot bigger or richer than it yeah. actually is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, don't get it twisted. That game can't that be game deceptively can be large. Oh, yeah. I know, I, I've it, seen I've seen some big areas for it. In segments, like it sort of it sort of expands the world as it mm-hmm. goes. And those segments yeah. as it expands it yeah. are small. Once you've got yeah. the whole thing, it's there, a big world. There yeah. are like pockets like, um, that, yeah. uh, that open up. Now, but yeah, they kind of like force you like only play in this area yeah. or else. Yeah, they do what, a really good job of actually pacing themselves with their world. One yeah. of the things that complements that really well though is the the naivete that they designed Aloy character with because she doesn't know about this expansive outside world she's only she's only There's been like a little, little gate yeah. that she's never been past yeah she's, yeah. she's only been in, in this mother's roost or mother's nest area mm-hmm. right and now that she can go out into the world and see these different things and when <coughs> she starts exploring caves which is something that nobody's supposed to do the game gets insane mainly because she is fascinated by it and part of you is just like, all right, little girl, I want you to see everything you want to know. Like you like <laughs> handhold her through the world. So yeah, I, I think I think open worlds definitely don't need to go away. Like I think the Dark Souls formula does. Just except unless for from software smaller. wants to continue making uh, Dark Souls games um, or Souls like games. But I do think uh, developers need to learn how to actually pace their world you if do. it's going to yes. be open yeah. and make it. Don't be like. We're trying to make the biggest open world we can. Make it the right size that you can put meaningful content yes. all yes. over it. Yeah. And don't it, don't expand past that. From, yeah. from anywhere even, I'm standing in that world, I should be able to look in any direction and go, there's something I want to investigate over there. Yeah. Because like even with the Phantom Pain, like I'm like, this game's fun, but this world didn't need to be no, it it's way too big. Be. Like I really feel like he does a better job telling a story when you don't have a choice yeah um, i feel that way about breath of the wild like the world didn't need to be that big and then i'll round the corner and be like never <laughs> fucking mine <laughs> like, <laughs> like like there's not a lot in breath of the wild they definitely could have added a lot more to breath of the wild yep. to make it feel more alive but that is one of those games where i literally felt like the next the next bend around this around this mountain that i turn yeah. i'm gonna find something that i haven't seen before. exactly i've been running for a minute now and it's just it's kind of a bland open territory but the what you see over the horizon or what you see around the hill or you know hey what's that island over there the moments in that in that game that capture you it sets that tone so well Mm -hmm. like it's kind of it i don't want to say it's a direct comparison but in dark souls when you finally beat that boss and it's like that feeling of like (sighs) accomplishment and relief i did it (laughs) i feel like you get that same kind of high off of Breath of the Wild when you yeah, traverse so I, far I'm, and you're like, I found this amazing yeah. thing. I, I'm not going to lie. When I finally got enough stamina to just start scaling mountains. Yeah, that's what I was about I just, to say. Like, I just started climbing mountains, not expecting y- yeah. to find anything, just because I wanted to see what the world looked like from up on top of that mountain. Yeah, because yeah. uh, that would be one of the things I'd do. Like, I'd, I'd look at a mountain and I'd check my map. like, nope, it's in it's in limits. Uh, it's I can actually go over there yep. and I'd like climb up, I'd like mark it on the map so I have a little ping over there and I'd run my way over there and climb up to it and just be like I did that sometimes I you fucking climb that mountain climbing <laughs> in that game is almost why I almost never played Horizon Zero Dawn because I started Horizon Zero Dawn after completing that and I was like I can't do anything in this game. It yeah. took me over a year before I came back. Yeah. I was like, and then when I came back, I was like, I'm so glad I came back to this. But and that's the problem because they were released so close yeah, together. They, I, think, like, I think I think. I think Horizon Zero Dawn came out like two weeks before. Yeah, before because uh, they both came out in March. Zelda, yeah, I think it was the I think it was the week before. Actually. I think it may have been the week before yeah. the Switch came out. Yeah, yeah, you might be right. And uh, that was the same thing. Like I really want to play Horizon, but I know that Breath of the Wild is going to break me. So I held off on Breath of the or held off on Horizon. <clears throat> 
play Breath of the Wild first, and I'm like, nope, I'm fucked. Like, I, I, I even didn't even buy Horizon when it came out because I was like, oh man, Mass Effect Andromeda is about to come out. That's going to be a gem. <laughs> <laughs> I was wrong on that one. So, <laughs> next podcast, we'll talk about mistakes we made in game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, like I loot boxes, fuck them. I I, <laughs> I I like open worlds, but I think. Number one, the frequency at which we get open world needs to be toned the fuck down. Yes. Like we don't need every you other. You can just game. do small linear map, like yeah. multiple yeah. maps back to like, just make them a little different. Yeah. Like I said, like most cyberpunk's an open world, but we're excited for it. You yeah, know what it's, I mean? like, it looks like it's gonna be dense as hell. Yeah, I was yeah, about to say, yeah it looks dense, dense as hell, and it doesn't look like it's an actual big. Yeah. Open world. Yeah. It looks big because yeah. they've done it, better they to scale it, scale to make it. Yeah. look, look big. Because that was and one of my first persons. I mean, you got to go through so many things. Because that was one of my problems with four, um, or Fallout Four was they're like we're gonna make the map smaller and like fill it with more stuff. Except they didn't. They filled half the map with water, <laughs> and then the rest of the stuff with barely anything else in the game. Water like, stuff. And don't forget the entire section that was just the uh, radiation. That you yeah, walk into. so like half of the map, like yeah. there's like a little jagged area. One's all radiation stuff that you can't get until you're like end game of the game. And then literal like one third of the map was water that they... They tried to claim that if you include the internal areas <laughs> that it was bigger than Skyrim. But I'm like, I've been in all the internal areas. It's it's smaller than this house. It's yeah. it's, it's like every 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 room is like, or every building is two of these rooms. Yeah. Because like when they were like talking about it, you know, Todd Howard was like, no, you know, people want to know if we're going to make a map build bigger, but I think we want to make it nice and you know condensed and stuff. The only part of the map that feels good is Boston. Everything else outside of it just yeah. sucks. <laughs> Boston feels cohesive, and I think it's because it's kind of early. But like everything else, just kind of dumb yeah. <laughs> and half uh, a third of the map like a literal third of that map is water that has nothing nothing to hey, do there's a submarine it. out there there's one submarine there's out one, there you're right there's <laughs> one submarine out there but everything else about that is pointless so like what the fuck you didn't give us a smaller map but you 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 gave us the same small size map but just took a third of it away <laughs> but put it in the game and be like hey look there's still that third of the map but y'all can't actually do anything with it i would have been fine if it was like not have that third of the map it's yeah. like i'm uh i'm gonna drop the opinion piece that people need to calm the fuck down with crafting because that's true that's getting out of hand crafting in games yeah, so do. many games now like uh I don't have a huge problem with it, but make it count if you got to do it. Like, yeah. be having to craft literally everything that you need in the game is just too much. No, nope. you know, I, I could find or buy a potion. Don't make me, yeah. don't make me fucking no. make potions on the fly. Maintaining maintaining my health and maintaining like ammo or any other kind of consumables, I should not have to craft every single one of those. It's really funny because like all these things I'm bitching about, I'm like, man, I'm fine with that in Breath of the Wild, though. <laughs> like, yes, yeah, you can the, make, you uh, make all weapons and armor uh, <laughs> yeah. extremely, extremely yeah. breakable, fragile. No, the, the weapons were way too fragile in Breath of the Wild. Some of them were. Even yeah. the Master Sword, it's like 10 hits, wait 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I, I could say, uh, we're saying all these things that Breath of the Wild does, but we don't mind too much because Breath of the Wild is just one of those games that happens to be the exception where we're like, it did it good enough that it's not a problem. It's yeah. not like Assassin's Creed Origins where they made a big, giant, unnecessarily huge map and then put literally nothing in it. The, like Breath of the Wild did a really good thing about giving you tools, but then giving you nothing at the same time. Like, figure it out. And But it was in a fun way, right? 
where they gave you they gave you puzzles, but not in the traditional Zelda dungeon way. And I think that might have been part of it too. As as empty as the Breath of the Wild world actually is, it feels like one giant Zelda puzzle. Yeah. So you're you're kind of expecting. Well, I climb this mountain, I might find the next piece of the puzzle. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like the the Zelda formula is, oh, I go in this, I go in this dungeon. I get through this room, this room. I solve this puzzle, this puzzle. I open this chest and get this tool that helps me explore other parts of this world, right? Brother Wild doesn't do that. Like, no. <laughs> you're getting everything that you need to explore right, right at the start. Yep. And then, and then uh, have go. fun. Yep. Just and go then, find weapons and exactly. then kick in. The, the sense of that, like just the sense of wonder in that game, they removed the biggest curiosity that people had is, oh, what's this next toy that I get? I just finished uh, Link's Awakening, which I absolutely love. It's one of my top three Zeldas now. But I just finished it, and I had that same feeling I had when I was a kid playing Link to the Past, where you go from place to place, like, I can't get here yet, but I know I'll get a tool that allows me to do it. Mm -hmm. And Breath of the Wild took that wonderment away from me and replaced it with something that I value almost as equally where it's like, you already have all the tools, just figure it out for yourself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like go wherever you want. Yeah. Like you uh, have the power. Yeah. You got to link this electrical current to this electrical current. Like drop all your metal weapons. How are you going (laughs) to, how are you going to do it? Get those metal boxes over here or just drop a sword. The only, the only complaints about that game that I can think of as far as the world is concerned is weapons are too fragile and there were entirely too many thunderstorms. Yeah. It's like I'm climbing a mountain. Ah, oh, oh, shit, it's raining. I always <laughs> kept I always kept like wooden shields and wooden everything on me just in case it started to like have mm, a thunderstorm. Got to put my metal weapons away. It, exactly. It, it rained almost constantly in my game. Yeah, same. I'd be like I'd finally decide I'm going to go climb that mountain halfway up and it starts raining. I'm like, "Oh my god, are you fucking kidding me?" <laughs> I actually uh I'd Time actually, to Rivali's Gale and yeah. hope to God I get up there. I, I actually did that like for uh, for Boca Oblins like several times. If if there was a thunderstorm brewing, I'd run out and drop like my weakest metal weapon or weakest metal shield mm-hmm. in the middle of a grass field and just walk away because thunder's going to strike it or mm-hmm. when or lightning's going to strike it and when it does, it's going to set the field on fire and just burn yep. them all. I've like, seen this a, is so cool how you can just use the world to destroy things. Yeah, I, I've seen. Um, I don't even know what to what to call them, but I've seen I've seen clips of people in in Breath of the Wild, just doing stunts, basically. I've seen one where they took one of like the metal boomerang weapons. I mm-hmm. can't remember what they're called. But it was in the middle of a thunderstorm, and he just sat there and held it until it was almost about to strike him and threw it <laughs> at a group of goblins, <laughs> and the lightning struck him and killed them all. That's just It's so perfect the way they work <laughs> those little minor details in to give you so many things to do. And with that being said, I don't want any game to try to be Breath of the Wild. Like, yeah, don't do it. Yeah, don't, like, don't, don't try like, to be Breath of the like, Wild. Because like, you'll fail. Yeah, we, we want Breath of the Wild 2, or whatever that sequel is actually going to ultimately be, even though Nintendo has called it Breath of the Wild 2, I believe. I need it to be the Majora's Mask of this generation. That's what <laughs> that's what everybody kind of wants, but I don't want another countdown. Like, that's the... I do not want a game on a time clock. That Oh, I man. Love that. You weren't on a time clock. You could just reverse time. Eight-year-old me had panic attacks. <laughs> like, so bad. The problem was not knowing that you could slow down time yeah. at so much. So no, many exactly. people didn't the, know that, and then... The, uh, yeah. Literally... Every time I made progress in that game, it found a new way to make me feel like an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the mark of a good game. That man. is my number two game of all time. 
It's, I mean, it's really it's good. It's my favorite Legend of Zelda. It is, it is really good when it, when you play in a game and you, like, finally solve something and you're like, I'm fucking stupid. Yeah. This game made me look like an idiot. There, <laughs> good there, job, game. There are a lot of... Uh, and that, there are a lot of uh, shrines in Breath of the Wild where it was like that. Like, you'd solve it and you're like... I feel so great about the way I accomplished this. Like I finally figured it out, and then you see somebody else do it, and it's like somebody else is like, oh, "Yeah, you just had to take this metal thing, drop it over here, and then use magnesis, and you just yeah. shoot right up there." Like they they fix it in like two minutes. Like, well, fuck me. Like I, I overthought that. So you want to tell the story, or should I tell the story? I'm pretty sure we've told it before. Well, we have, but I literally had to learn how to bomb jump to solve a puzzle. Yeah, but that's not how you do it. You just picked up a laser and put it on a pedestal, and yeah. it just Move back and forth. And that was my favorite interaction. Move the, the <laughs> things. Because I was like, how the fuck? How? All right. Maybe I'll stop time. I can jump over there and get it right. Nope. What the hell's happening? And then I, I was like, this was like, I found this puzzle like right as soon as the game came out. And I was like looking online. I'm like, ways to solve this puzzle. This puzzle. What's the name of this shrine? All right. I can't find anything. And I found one and it was somebody using like bomb jumping. And I'm like, seriously, you have to bomb jump. I guess that's a mechanic that they wanted you to learn in the game. So then I, <laughs> <laughs> this, was, and you're like, this is how I'm going to be Ganon. <laughs> and so I learned how to bomb jump and I, uh, I solved it, and I was like, that took way more effort than it should have. And I just so happened to be watching Eric play that same shrine. This was like months after it. I would already solved it. And he, I was like, I saw it. You're like, this is going to suck for you. And he's like, why? <laughs> Basically, yeah. I was like, oh, this one. I bet this one's going to be tough. And he, he sat there and he's like, how do I figure it out? And then he he got lucky as fuck. I got lucky as fuck. It was, it was not because I'm smarter than him in any way. Because I like jumped over the laser. Or, or like, I, yeah, I jumped over the laser to get to the, the box. But on his way back, he was climbing over it and noticed it said X to hold. When he got over it, and he's like, and puts it on the pedestal, and it starts working, and I'm like, I didn't know you could pick that laser up. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure he almost broke my <laughs> I remember you can pick that fucking. I think laser I remember up. the shrine you're talking about now. The, the dumbest I ever Son felt of a bitch. was for solving a puzzle correctly, and then like months later, I saw somebody else solve it. It was one of those ones where like you have to have the wind going in certain directions, and yeah. then the ball will go around, and you got to be over here by a thing. And then I saw somebody months later, they just picked up the ball, sat it on the little pit that it was going to roll into, used stasis, ran over to the thing, got on. I was like, I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's, if I had to pick one thing that I want to carry into next generation is I want, I don't want games to do what Breath of the Wild did, but I want games to give us that same feeling of it comes out and we're a hundred different people are playing the same level in different ways and we're exploring things together. You go on IGN or whatever, there is no fucking map. There's no, there no walkthroughs or tutorials or anything. The Witcher did it and, um, Breath of the Wild did it. Uh, we thought No Man's Sky was going to do it. <laughs> They've kind of they kind of reeled that in at this point, where people can so many people can play the same thing, but all have different experiences. And then we have those water cooler chats about how we did certain things. That I want more of those because we're kind of at a world where that infrastructure works for multiplayer now and for individual game. I love that aspect for the original Mass Effect trilogy, even though it took me six years to get somebody else to play it. But I had the like. <laughs> The guy I got to play it, it's infuriating. He played the first game 
And have you three played the Mass Effect trilogy? Yeah. I've played one and two, but didn't finish. Or I played one and three, but didn't finish them. Okay. I finished two. Finished well, this story two, is maybe. just about Mass Effect 1. So Mass Effect 1, one of the first characters you normally get is Liara. Yeah. Uh, who's an Asari. And she helps, She basically helps you get the story of the rest of the game. She like melds with your mind and stuff. <laughs> he somehow missed her. He got Rex killed. He missed her until after after he had gone to Vermar, or I believe it's Vermar, which is the planet where Rex can die. And then I believe he had Ilos left, which is the second to last place that you go in the game, before he finally got Liara. And I'm, and everybody dies, of course. And that's his canon playthrough. By the end of it, he's like lost... By the end of three, he's lost literally everybody <laughs> who you can lose except for his own character. <laughs> I, it's just infuriating. It's like, it's like I had a perfect playthrough of everything. The only character who died for me uh, that was a playable character was Ashley because she was racist. <laughs> <laughs> she deserved it. So that's the only character who died for me. And he's just like, Man, I lost everybody. That game, you'd think they would let somebody live to the end. I'm like, it's you. It's <laughs> you. <laughs> you killed everybody. You monster. You're the common denominator. Oh, wow. You got everyone. <laughs> They're supposed to live. This is this is what we want our undead uh, or until dawn playthroughs to be. And like the things by Super, uh, Supermassive, right? Yeah. That's the right studio. Yeah. Uh, it would have gone perfectly fine. I would have if you had, I would have perfectly played that. I would have gotten the best the ending before pulling the trigger. Mainly it was because I hated her. If you had just <laughs> read the book before pulling the trigger. It was mainly because I hated her. Oh, you shot her in the face? The one that gets bit? Yeah. Oh yeah, I shot her right in the face. I did not yeah. feel bad about it at to all. To the protest I'm... of literally everyone else in the room. No, no, no. Th- read that book first. I'm sure it will tell you what happened. And then she started bitching did... and then I shot her. <laughs> was that the Asian girl? Yeah. 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 And, and Emily. And then, Emily. It, yeah, yeah, I was just like, I hate you, Emily. And then I only saw it. Let's Plays of that, and I was like, and, and the, Asian wants to be it. And it's the, really and perfect, funny. And the perfect playthrough we were working on the entire time went down the drain. It's really funny because, like, all the way up to that point, you think you have opportunities to kill Emily, and she's a cockroach. She just keeps coming back. <laughs> yeah. Like, like I'm going to let the tower fall. Fuck her. I'm like, <laughs> There was one Let's Play I watched where this this guy, they'd been playing through the game, they hadn't lost anybody, and they gave control to this guy named Jeff, who's just a scaredy cat in everything he does. And he gets, there's there's this monster who appears in front of him, and he can if he had literally done anything, he could have <laughs> turned right, he could have turned left, he could have punched the monster, he could have done anything, and his character would have survived that moment. He sat there and did nothing. He's just like, what do I do, what do I do, what do I do? And the monster ate him. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way. It, like, it's like that's how they lost their first character. Yeah. yeah, the game tells you sometimes the best thing to do is nothing. Exactly, which is why he was like, "I'm just gonna nothing." Oh no, I'm dead. I love, I love how like it just randomly throws those "Don't move the controller" on you, like with no warning. It's like, yeah, it really needs that. Like, give you some time to prepare. No, man, it's so much better than it doesn't because you're so good. Because there, because there are actually like moments in that game where like. Okay, I'm going to need to not hold the not move the controller. I'm just going to set it down. Nope, it's a quick time. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about uh, good games where you can save people and your choices matter. Have you played Oxenfree? 
<laughs> I've hit my soapbox on everything. I've hit God of War, Last of Us, and Oxenfree. You gotta hit Oxenfree. It can't. Be. I squeezed it in. <laughs> it can't be a video without Oxenfree being mentioned. I'm gonna put a fucking marker board up here and just start tallying it all. How many times Justin has mentioned Oxenfree, The Last of Us, and God of War? Well, this is our sixth podcast, so six. <laughs> I've, I think I've worked it in every one. I mean, I talk about find a way to talk about Cyberpunk and Borderlands. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think Borderlands was my game of the year for last year. It's probably between that and if I had finished Gears Five, that might have taken it. But Borderlands was the only one I, I doubt finished. It. So. It, it was it was definitely uh, uh, it was definitely Josh's uh, favorite sound design of the year because man, you got heated over that. <laughs> oh, I, I was right there with him. Yeah, I was holding pitchforks too. <laughs> Pitchforks. Pitchforks. One in each hand. Oh, yeah. They were on fire, too. It's Randy's hands. <laughs> Dual pitchforks. Um, I'm, I'm trying to think of, like, mechanics and UI and stuff, but nothing's really clicking. Yeah, I can't really think of too many, like, I like UI. I like anything. simpler. Oh, good God. Whatever Death Stranding's UI was, man. Tone don't that shit start, down. Don't, like, don't, don't, don't ever give us a Kojima UI. They're just too much. <laughs> it's too much. Don't get, me, don't get me started on Death Stranding's UI. Th- there's a lot of that you can tell was like almost directly. It, it was directly influenced by the UIs that he had in Phantom Pain. But, man, it's all over the place. His menus alone could get me out of playing a game. I it's look, just too much. It is. It's, it's a mess, but... The, the the game the world the story and you know being a civil engineer it's really cool. Oh, yeah. um, I I look forward to what his studio does because yeah. I was reading something where number one he's got like two horror games that he's trying to pitch right now. And does he have to pitch stuff? No, <laughs> two. He, he really he really doesn't. Uh, do this. All right, could you? Yeah, but like he literally just walks in somewhere. I'm doing this. Are you going to pay me? Who wants to be responsible for making me rich? <laughs> I would not be surprised at all if. He became a first-party Sony studio. If Koji Pro actually ended up getting purchased by Sony, same. Uh, that's. I mean, they already funded Death Stranding. Yeah. So like, they they funded the production of that game. They pretty much gave him almost infinite resources to get started. They even gave uh, him his engine. That's yep. engine. That's the same mm-hmm. engine. Yep. So it's uh, he shopped around for a long time before he ultimately decided, hey, I want to ask Gorilla. And then Herman Holtz brought it out, brought it out in that little custom case. Like they they it named him. it the Decimal Engine so that it would have a name because they were trying to get him <laughs> yep. to, to pick it up. Like yep. it didn't have a name for the engine before yep. he was shopping around for engines. It's it's really that's yeah, that's just a testament to his character. By the way, we talk about Kojima every other week too. <laughs> um, but he uh, he wants to do. He said he wants to do movies, and he wants to do like an anime deal. He already he, does movies. Yeah, <laughs> like he wants to act, make actual films. Um, I'd I like would, to see. I would some watch things. a Kojima I, film. I would too. I would. Like I'd watch a Kojima anime. Dude. Oh yeah, I'd, I would too. Yeah, definitely uh, watch a Kojima anime. But he, like uh, I said before, he's uh he started out in film school. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's a Renaissance he's, man. He's a he's a film buff before he is a video game yep. buff. I uh I want to see what he can bring to the table as far as as far as world building and everything, but I would love to see those UIs toned down because it's just it's just way too much. Well, if, make uh, everything a Persona Five UI. That would be great. <laughs> well, <if laughs> those menus are awesome. If, if if PT is any any indication, he's he's not bad when he doesn't have a lot of shit he has to convey. Yeah, there's no UI in PT, so that <laughs> no. works. Yeah, uh, but if they had been able to make the game, there would have been some UI. Yeah, there'd have to be. <laughs> which uh, 
that's something I didn't put on here, but yeah, there's apparently two Silent Hill projects in the works over at Konami. I'll pass. Uh, it's Konami. They're not going to be good. They're, they're going to be pachinko machines. Yes, they're going to be a pachinko machine, so yeah. get ready for that. I don't know, man. Uh, Sur- Metal, Gear, Metal Gear Survive was pretty hot, so... Was it? Hot garbage? Hot, hot gar- garbage. Yeah, that's where I was going with that. Hot garbage. Yeah, it was a dumpster fire. Um, all right. <laughs> Again, no more loot boxes. Yeah, no. Surprise no. mechanics. No more surprise mechanics. Oh yeah, fuck board, battle royale too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I don't. I don't. I don't necessarily think it needs to go away because it's it's definitely fun for the people who who like that stuff. Make it a mode, not the game. Well, I, I don't even mind if like if if you want to make that, don't try to advertise a completely different game and then decide that you don't want to do that game anymore. Fortnite. Are you talking to Fortnite? I might be. <laughs> I mean, like, they still wanted to do that, but then they PUBG made, was successful, and then they ripped off PUBG a month later, and then Fortnite blew up, yeah. and they were like, the, the, I guess we're just going to do Battle Royale for now. Yeah, just, yeah, just we do, made a lot of money, so that's all we're doing. We just, made millions. The really funny thing is, like, we all have that opinion. Like, man, Save the World looked fucking great. Uh, apparently, yeah, we, that's not the majority opinion. Well, it's not, though. but that's mainly because the people who wanted to play it, they wanted to play it for the Battle Royale. Yeah. Like, I mean, every that game... Fortnite before the battle royale was added, it was looking bad. Like oh, yeah. people weren't yeah. playing that that beta, and, like yeah. nobody was doing anything. And then all of a sudden, that battle royale came out, squashed PUBG. PUBG tried to sue Fortnite. Nope. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it, the rest is history. Yeah. <laughs> either Fortnite's either, never going away. Daisy's like, wait a second, Pub, <laughs> you stole our idea. Either either do Black Ops, where you make a pretty good game and then have a really successful battle royale mode attached to that. Or do like Apex Legends and just make a really good battle royale game. Yeah. Either or. I don't care. A- Apex. I don't care which one. Apex is good. I think it because it twists that formula a little bit. Like, all right, you're going in trios to start with. Yeah. Speaking of Apex, did y'all see their latest character reveal? I don't believe so, no. It's about the funniest thing I've ever seen. So everybody, they've been teasing this character called, I believe it's Revenant or something like that. They've been teasing him for months and everybody was like, that's the next character. That's the next character. So I think last week they released a trailer for their newest character, Forge. He's a boxer. I think he's a former boxer with a, a machine arm. And then this week they released a trailer where he, he's he's like introducing himself and then Revenant comes up, stabs him through the heart and they're like, Here's your new character. <laughs> it's like you revealed a, you made up a character just to reveal your other character that's cl- as a that's murderer. Clever. That's so clever. It's like that's that's about the funniest thing. Like, I'm not gonna play the game, but that's the funniest thing I've that's, seen in a long like time. That's like how uh, a reveal. Overwatch like drug people along with Doomfist for like a fucking year yeah. <laughs> before they finally launched it. Um, you had like a. Terry Crews like <laughs> uh, campaigning to be Doomfist. Like I want to voice him. I want to do this. That would be. I would have been great. It would have been hilarious. But uh, yeah, not everything needs a battle royale because I had been playing Forza uh, Horizons Four. And they it, added a battle royale mode somehow. Though yeah. I'm not gonna play. Yeah, exactly. A racing game yeah. with a battle royale <laughs> mode. I was like. Royale. That's, Do they that's just have called you, a demolition derby. It? <laughs> I, I haven't. It's kind of like demolition derby, but like it actually has a moving ring. And I was stuff wondering like if they that. try it like um, GTA has a sort of similar thing where you're all the cars are driving in a circle, and the circle just gets smaller, and you're trying to push people out of the circle until it's kind of like that. But it it has like like you can hide and stuff like that, and uh, I think you can even like uh, change cars. Or like there'll be like pickups and that's they're like guns or whatever or like faster cars or different cars and you try to like hide but you can like 
push people out of the circle, or and you're basically trying to like race other people to be the last car. Now, if they did that with a Twisted Metal Six, <laughs> so, that would be what, kind what of game are they up to so, now? See, on Twisted Metal. That 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 <laughs> is. The perfect example of making a pretty good game with a successful battle royale mode. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I would love to have. I would love to have a twisted metal reboot come to PlayStation good. Five. A good <laughs> twisted metal reboot. Because you you have to you have to prefix it with good. Yeah. Otherwise, I you'll feel get like David Jaffe would have to come back for that, and I think he's just become a Twitch streamer now. Yeah. yeah. So he actually. Uh, he he's actually the one that tweeted out something about a PlayStation reveal coming. He the tweeted first it. Week yeah, of play, uh, well, no, February. he tweeted it was going to be uh, it was going to be in February, and then everybody was like, "Oh, oh, he he's it's David Jaffe. He's yep. worked with PlayStation. He's like, I'm not an insider with PlayStation nope. anymore. <laughs> just yep. just what I've what I've read. That's yep. <laughs> uh, you got to think though. Like today, at the time of recording, is the 28th of January, and People are saying February fifth or February seventh. Now they're like changing that. it to February twenty ninth uh, because yeah. there's a two reasons. One, there's uh, there's a day at the same place, the same place they revealed PS four. It has um, it's blocked off for no 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 events mm-hmm. scheduled or, sh- or allowed. Um, and then also there's a rumor that they're going to be they're going to use February 29th as leap into PlayStation five, <laughs> leap into the next generation. I see because leap day. Please God, don't do that. <laughs> Not. Please God, don't do that. Yeah. Um, I, I'm curious in the, if they would open their, if they would announce and start accepting pre-orders before the end of fiscal. Like that's that's a really big question there. Because uh, technically they could. I mean, they did it for PS4. They did it before the end of fiscal. Yeah, I don't know where that money falls though, because people can pre-order this early, but. It's for a console that doesn't drop so late. I think it. I think it just sort of stays on hold. Like I don't think Sony gets. I think it just it, sort of sits until. Yeah, it, it's a pre. Well, yeah. unless you pre-order from a Sony retailer, but yeah. I mean that's very rare. Uh, it's like people that pre-ordered uh, <coughs> Final Fantasy VII directly from Square, and now their pre-orders are getting canceled because it got delayed. Um, but I don't know. I I'm looking forward to some sort of announcement. I don't know when it's going to be though. But who's excited for dreams, which was literally announced the day the PS4 was announced and is about to come out like a week before potentially the PS5 is announced. Uh, <laughs> I really want to dive into it as funny as that is. It is like, it is curious, but they said they have a 10 year plan, which means that's also going to be a PS5 release. Yeah. Uh, or yeah. Like cross implementation kind of thing. So, yeah, like uh, I'm, I, I want to check it out. I specifically want to check it out in VR because I think it'd be really cool to fuck around with that. Um, but it looks interesting. The thing is, I don't have the amount of... Uh, it's one of the things we talked about about Minecraft. I don't have the time to get in there and build certain worlds. Yeah, like I would, that, that one in particular, I could play other people's stuff. Yeah. But I, I don't make stuff. I'm Ex- terrible at making stuff. Exactly. Like my Fallout 4 camp to make people happy, I just put a bunch of workout stations because <laughs> people got happy when I did that. And then <laughs> uh, like building a, building a house or something, I literally would take... Four walls, and then put another wall as the ceiling or as the roof. <laughs> that, was, that was it. I'm bad at that stuff. I, I, I don't have like the world building time that I used to have. I, I loved uh, Little Big Planet when it was a thing, and I would, I love checking out p- other people's work and everything. It's a really cool craft, and I'd like to do that with Dreams. Dive in and see what other people can come up with, even if they're you know making model versions of other games in the Dreams engine. It's just really cool that 
that is essentially a video game engine that you play with instead of sit down and learn to code for. Um, but yeah, I, I kind of want to check that out. Um, so that's actually one of the things that I'm excited for. Nice mm-hmm. segue. <laughs> uh, um, I actually want to jump straight to you, Truesdale, because I didn't give you much of an introduction other than saying your name. So why don't you tell us on our way out for everybody who hung out with us for the last hour and a half, tell us a little bit about yourself, what you're playing, what you're excited for, and uh, what you'd like to talk about or see in the future. Uh, well, I, uh, as far as stuff that I'm playing right now, for no reason at all, I've gone back to playing Batman Arkham City because <laughs> I have it on PS4. <laughs> and uh, I forgot that was an amazing game. Um, stuff that I'm slightly excited for is uh, Journey to the Savage Planet. Have any of y'all seen stuff of that? I've seen a little bit about it uh, recently. I, it sounds familiar, but it's, I, it's the rare, the rare case where I thought a game was going to be reviewed as a piece of shit. And then now it's reviewing really well. It looks like it's sort of a mix between uh, outer outer worlds and uh, like it has like sort of that corporate humor, but it's yeah. all like filmed live action, like on like a TV. Like you're, you'll see all these like super corporate stuff, and um, like sort of sort of like uh, No Man's Sky light. It's all mm-hmm. it all takes place on one world, but it, like looks like that same art style and all. And uh, it's reviewing really well. People love like the humor and the sci-fi aspects yeah. of it. So I might actually give that one a try. It looks pretty uh, interesting. I've seen some things about it come up this week. And you're right. It kind of came out of nowhere with the media coverage because yeah. I didn't expect that kind of thing. Even, even like as far back, like I've watched gaming news religiously. So even as far back as like E3, uh, people were talking about the previous and like, it's it's not going to be a good game. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, so I, that's what I assumed. It's not going to be good. It looks like they did some real work. And uh, now everybody's like, it's a great game. The uh, the worst review I've heard is towards the end of the game, it turns into more of a shooter than what it starts out at mm-hmm. as. And they didn't like that. Like it was sort of subversive before it turned into the shooter. And uh, that's like the worst complaint I've heard. And they mm-hmm. still loved the game. So I might I might give that one a try. Um, I'm also, of course, very 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 excited for Cyberpunk 2077, <laughs> which I delayed. <laughs> um, uh, correction, Devolver Digital delayed it. <laughs> Devolver, they, they threatened to <laughs> if they didn't get two million likes, and oh, they yeah, didn't I get forgot. it. <laughs> They're like, um, told you. By the way, greatest marketing or greatest PR team. They were there. E3 events are my favorite things to watch yeah. every year. They I try to get my friends to watch those every year, but they <laughs> refuse and they are missing out. Like I think last year she like turns into the Terminator or something. <laughs> <laughs> she's like she's like dead and keeps. She like, always has a nose, just yeah. a blood just rocketing out of her nose by the end of every episode. <laughs> yeah, because like my uh, we do E3 at my house every year, and uh, guys will come over. We'll hang out here. We just kind of make a couple day event out of it. And my wife just watches with us and hangs out. But when Devolver comes on, she's like, what the fuck is Yeah, this? it's so, such an awesome, like, like, mess. Yeah, she's like, this isn't a press conference. I'm like, I know. That's why it's so good. It's I've, just... I've said it on, on one of the podcasts before. They are my favorite developer that I've never played a single game from. You've never played a Devolver game? I don't believe so, no. He probably has. He just yeah. doesn't know. But, yeah. They, I mean, their games are crazy good. Like, uh, they're really sound. Even their, even their bootleg pack is like really good. But they bootleg their own. Is that, games. I was about to say, is that the one where they like made shitty ver- shitty versions of their own games? Yes, <laughs> it's, people. Yeah, it's it's still good. It's funny. Um, no, no. 
the other thing I'm excited for, if only just to experience it, because I've never played, I've never played it, is the remaster of Final Fantasy VII. Yeah. I feel like, uh, granted, I basically know the whole story because who doesn't at this <laughs> yeah. point? It's been twenty years. But yeah, I'm just, I'm curious to see if it's good. Yeah, good, I guess because like the last Final Fantasy I enjoyed was ten, and uh, I don't remember any of that game. <laughs> I remember, I think, I think, uh, think Jekt is the father. Yep. And um, <laughs> Jekt slash Sin, whatever you want to Yeah, I was about it. to say, I'm pretty sure he's also the like giant Sin demon thing. Yeah. And Titus is a ghost. <laughs> Titus, Titus, yeah. whatever. The only he's thing memorable from 10 is Titus's laugh. Uh, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> Jekt is actually a bad guy. Um, Who knew? <laughs> Sin is Jekt. Uh, and. It, none of it's real. <laughs> also, the red, the I, red jacket guy with the sword. He's Oren. also a ghost. Yeah, he's yeah. Also a ghost. I aspired to be Orin when I was a child because I'm like, this dude just generally doesn't give a fuck about <laughs> anything. And now that's just Eric. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a dude in a jacket who doesn't care about shit. He, he, uh, <laughs> he was really uh, influential in my formative years. Yeah, I can see. <laughs> I can tell. Um, Josh? I'm still playing Kakarot and... I'm excited for Neo 2, and eventually when it finally comes out, Cyberpunk. <laughs> I'm going to delay that again. <laughs> <laughs> Just to prove a point. Do you get my release schedule? Eric, I already know you're going to say Neo 2, so I'm going to skip you. No, okay, I'm fine. <laughs> uh, no, uh, I'm still currently playing uh, Divinity 2, uh, just because it scratches that D&D itch. Um, at the time that this goes up, I will have been playing... Uh, Smash Brothers. Um, so, uh, Bylos is pretty fun. She's, she's all right. Um, you know, I've been playing her for, what, like a week now? Um, so that's pretty good. Two uh, days. <laughs> um, but uh, other than that, I'm excited for, you know, everything that's coming soon. Persona 5, uh, Final Fantasy, Neo 2, Cyberpunk, but it's... Let, way, way down there now, so... Yep. <laughs> it's pushed super far. <laughs> uh, I am digging through my Steam library, as I mentioned before at one point, because I get a lot of those Twitch Prime games and the Humble Bundle shits and just all those things that you get from membership and freebies and whatnot. So I have way too many games in my Steam library that I just wouldn't play otherwise. And in my Twitch library... And in my Discord library, somehow. Uh, so I plan through the smaller titles. Uh, just touching on a couple of things, basically trying to find something that I enjoy long enough to stick with. Nothing really comes to mind at the moment. Um, looking forward to Animal Crossing: New Horizons, obviously. Uh, that's still my that's still that's still my number one. I cannot <laughs> wait for that shit. I'm so pumped for it. Um, I'm gonna end up. It, it's gonna end up accidentally on my list just because I want to play it with you. Yeah. Oh, I like I said earlier. I did. Uh, I did finish Link's Awakening and it was great. It first time I ever playing it. I never played it when it was on Game Boy. I loved uh, it on the Game Boy. It is so good. Like the way they made that fit for Switch feels fantastic. Uh, again, not having a basis of comparison, but thinking about the way a Link to the Past played. That that mode of uh, top-down Zelda translates yeah. so well. Honestly, having played that one, uh-huh. I'd be really interested to like 
get your reaction after playing the old one. <laughs> Link's Awakening? Yeah. Um, I. That's one thing. I wish they would have made that like an unlockable deal after you finish Link's Awakening on Switch. Is, I think that would have been really cool. Is Link's Awakening on the... Mm. Damn. No. Uh, if it was, I'd be I'd be diving the fuck into <laughs> it because yeah, I, I thought it was great. Um, and Link's or Link to the Past is my favorite Zelda game of all time. That's my Zelda, right? Um, but I thought Link's Awakening was fantastic. I really like the way they adjust some things for modernization. Um, so that was really cool. I'm looking forward to Animal Crossing New Horizons because I lose my life to those games, <laughs> uh, which is sad but hilarious. Delayed two months. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, <laughs> don't. <laughs> you hate to see it happen. I've enjoyed you thus far. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I've been playing those since Game Boy, dude. and Or not Game Boy, GameCube. And I saw somebody in our somebody in our local area, on like the Facebook Marketplace thing or whatever, they put up the GameCube cartridge from Japan, but localized. And I'm like, or not GameCube, but uh, the N64 cartridge. And I'm like, I fucking want that because that was never released here and it was actually called Animal Forest and I'm like, I want to go buy that like right the fuck now <laughs> and I think I lost it like somebody else got it. Uh, but I'm excited for Persona 5 Scramble even though it's not here, it's Japanese so I'm thinking about <laughs> buying it anyway and just, you know, hoping for the best. I hope they have an English subtitle version or Eng yeah, English subtitled version. No, just... I'm going to say the secret for that is if it releases in China then you buy that version because that version tends to have English because there's so many different types of Chinese. So I think uh, I think I would actually learn Japanese in a month for Persona 5 Scramble. Like, <laughs> I think so, that, huh? Yeah. Like, um, let's set those goals. How, how many conversations do you think you could have with an actual Japanese person after playing that game? Now, see, we sp we've been over this before. I speak a little Nihongo, okay? So <laughs> Nihongo. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I can hold my own a bit. Uh, <laughs> uh, I was all I can say is stuff about, like, I'm going to invade your mind. <laughs> So yeah, Cameron's having a heart attack right about now. If I was Cameron, I would say something and yeah. wait for your response. <laughs> yeah. uh, for those of you who don't know our friend Cameron, he he can't. He used to be able to speak Japanese very well. I'm not sure how his fluency is now, but he used to speak it in his sleep, <laughs> and it was creepy but hilarious. Two K, two K, ready to go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Ghost of Tsushima is at one of the top of the things that I'm excited for, but we don't know when that's coming other than this summer. So I guess we'll stay tuned for that. And apart from everything else, that's going to wrap up our show, gentlemen. Uh, one, one last prediction from me. Uh, God of War uh, is going to be announced for late 2022 and delayed to 2023. <laughs> God of War 2? God of War 2. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to be completely telling you, I know they're working on it because they, are, they already said like there was so much they cut out of one that they could just... They could have made DLC, but decided not to. So they have a platform for that next game. I hope they don't make it to start with. I want them to let Corey Barlog do something else. I only make that prediction because I did the exact same thing with uh, uh, Last of Us Part Two, arguing with people. When it was announced at PSX 2016, I think, mm -hmm. 
uh, I got into arguments with people on YouTube, in the YouTube comments, saying, uh, they were like, oh man, this game's coming out in 2017. Oh man, this game's coming out in 2018. I was like, you're all idiots. It's going to be announced for the end of 2019, and it's going to get delayed till May of 2020. <laughs> and I nailed the May of 2020 part. <laughs> when, I, uh, when I saw that initial trailer, like, uh, you know, without Ellie or anything else, like, like that's a 2020 game right there. Mm -hmm. And uh, when you see Ellie and Joel and everything in it, like, yeah, that game's way far out there. But uh, I, mean, I wish I could close. go back and find those YouTube comments just to just so I could respond to all of them and be like, haha, <laughs> fuck you. I was right. <laughs> you best believe Ergnot Krios <laughs> on YouTube from now on. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> well, not Chris isn't really doxing. Go ahead, add me on whatever. <laughs> add me on whatever. whatever. <laughs> um, so yes, people can find him on whatever. Find on whatever. <laughs> yeah. uh, you can find us on Discord, and you'll find him in there too as Erdnot Chris. Uh, no, it, I've, somebody changed me to Swolesdale. <laughs> Swolesdale. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> we we bounced around your username yeah. so much. Um, it has been fun to have you and. Like I didn't, I didn't pitch it as well as I did usually at the beginning of episodes. Please jump in our Discord and be part of the, the conversations that we have there because we do have a lot of fun talking to people. I mean, you're active pretty much every day. Swink is active pretty much every day. Uh, Deodorant's active pretty much every day. Uh, Great name. Uh, yeah, oh, it's people's, people's online handles, man. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we we appreciate having you guys. We appreciate being part of these conversations. Throw us some topics. Let us know what you'd like to talk to us about. That's always fun. Truesdale, thank you so much for coming and joining us today. I really appreciate it. It's glad been to fun be having you. I'm sorry I fucked up your topic, but I'm glad we reeled that back in. <laughs> well, uh, either way, it worked. Made it long. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we got a lot of content out of this. <laughs> clock. Is this the longest one? Yeah, I think it is. This is clocking in at the longest one right now. Um, Yay, me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so interesting. <laughs> um, Eric. Our champion, whose trophy has been taking up most of your face. It's like you're resting your head on it. I know. Um, <laughs> our, our absolute champion, who got three, go three golds, three golds, and two silvers. Out of the six events. Out of the six two, events. Two, two bronze. bronze. I, never bronze. I apologize. That's and right. the sixth, one of the events wasn't originally planned. <laughs> nope. No, nope. Oh, we just I, that was like one of your silvers, wasn't it? <laughs> no, 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 no. That was uh, one of his bronze. The, the, yeah, it was one of the bronze. It was one of the bronze, yeah. I got a gold in the one that wasn't planned, and we don't know how the fuck that happened. Because like, all of a sudden, like, hey, I understand ragdoll runners. I know how to jump over hurdles, but I don't know how to just run in a straight line. Or or long I jump. Can't, I can't jump, and I can't run, but I can and jump. <laughs> I can't it do works. Separate <laughs> beggars can't be choosers. Uh, it is great to be in your presence again, and I do I do feel humbled. You know, uh, please, I, please, my head can only get so big. I hope I, I hope celebrity life has been has been good to you, and I look forward to seeing what you put together for our spring events, or what you what you decide to tell Josh to put together for you know, our spring events. You know what I'm here. actually really excited for? I'm, I'm really excited for my supermodel girlfriend. Like, I, when, when does that happen? What, what, at what point in championship does that happen? Well, hang, hang on, hang on. <laughs> <laughs> it's really funny if you see how much they were fighting during the <laughs> live stream. Oh, yeah. yeah. We're supposed to kill you. Yeah, yeah, we're supposed to hate each other. Hey, can we play, like, uh, just, like, beat it, but as, like, a recorder tune, and then we'll have a knife fight <laughs> Actually it? beat each other? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hang uh, on. For those that missed it, Truesdale was in our chat during the stream, just completely talking shit in the air. It was fantastic. <laughs> um, 
I am humbled to be in your presence and, and thankful for your light. <laughs> Shut the fuck and up. And I look forward to Josh cutting all this shit out in post after I send him the final <laughs> video. <laughs> would, you, um, would you like to touch it? The trophy. The trophy. Would you like to touch the trophy? That's pretty cool. I like the trophy. <laughs> uh, and Josh was here. So. <laughs> I can't wait. To- <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, no. It got corrupted when you transferred it to me. I don't know what happened. In two full hours. He's not going to let it Bye. <laughs> Josh, thank you for coming. Eric, thank you for coming. Truzel, I appreciate you being here. Thanks um, for having me. It's been a great week, and we look forward to seeing you guys in two weeks. Please join us next week for the sauces tray when we get back on our normal, unstructured bullshit. Oh, this um, was structured? Oh, yeah, this was structured. Halfway. <laughs> um, we, we, we followed the agenda. We don't know what we're talking about in two weeks, but we'll have something. Um, and I actually do have a plan for a very special episode coming down the pipes in March that we haven't discussed as a team yet, but you guys will figure it out. So, <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> Two-month head start there. All right. Thank you guys for joining. Come back next week. Join our Discord. All that stuff will be in the description down below. I'm gonna, not going to recap myself for a ninth time. So. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>